It's officially spooky season, and it's officially the season premiere of the Chick Foley Show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts. I'm Phil Gentile, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid, here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Welcome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for posting on our social media and yelling at us. Sheena Phelps and beautiful VA, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm excited for this amazing week in wrestling we have coming up. So uh, tomorrow is like a huge, a huge day we have. So I'm excited to experience it and then come and recap it all for you guys next Tuesday. For sure. I will be there. We'll get into that more uh, a little bit later. I'll be at the AEW show tomorrow night. Rocking my John Cena shirt. What's going on, Marco? Are you? Uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. Just uh, chilling out over here in Massachusetts in this uh comfortable 69 degree weather which i I really love so uh yeah just uh just waiting for the uh waiting for tomorrow to uh kick off and i'm actually attending the next week's show which is in boston oh man uh, so hey Hey, aew all you have to do is come to norfolk and i'll go yeah I'll, uh, i'll go too we can do it back to back to back you know we're doing a tour dc new york la and norfolk Listen, uh, SmackDown was here, so SmackDown can yeah. come oh, here. Yeah. A- AEW can come to the scope. You know what I mean? Going to be 93 tomorrow here in Baltimore, and then 69 the next day. That's um, if that isn't the best description of Maryland weather, I don't really know what is. But uh, the last little, last little shake of uh, summer here, guys, as we get into October and spooky season and Halloween approaches, we're going to get a bunch of uh, candy discussions going on over the next couple weeks. Uh, but mm. um, we had a lot of good positive feedback about last week's show, man. A lot of people digging us, uh, digging the the fall for all giveaways. Last week we gave away the Adam Cole Elite figure. Who won that, Sheena? Um, it was our buddy over in the UK, actually. Oh my gosh, let me let me pull it up. And he wasn't was even Aaron? the first one. Aaron something, I think. Aaron, oh, Aaron Casanova Collins was the, was the, yeah, there we go. I was like, wait a minute. Um, but yeah, he won it. And so guys don't give up because he wasn't the first answer in. He was actually, um, he was actually one of, he was one of the first, but the first couple of people that, um, gave us answers, gave us incorrect answers. So, um, just because, you know, you feel like you may not have, uh, listened as early as other people, like make sure you write in because you never know because everybody else might be idiots ahead of you. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, and I, I, of course, I mentioned it. I had three or four people DM the Twitter account uh, with an answer, and I said, nope, I knew mm-hmm. this was going to happen. I didn't know if they were messing with me or not, but they weren't. They thought they just didn't listen to us, but uh, you need to Hey, D- they'll, get, they'll get familiar. Yeah, yeah, you need to DM Sheena's Instagram account. It's just at Chick Foley. It's pretty easy. And uh, mm-hmm. the Twitter account that you do not want to send any uh, answers to trivia questions to is at Chick Foley Show. You can send whatever else you want to us, um, yeah. but just not trivia answers because you can't win anything there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a cool giveaway. We have a bunch of others to give away. What I think we should do this week, Sheena, is I think we, what do we have, four or five elites left to give away? We Yeah, we have we have a few figures on the on the chopping block for you guys. So Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it out tonight to people and post it on the Facebook Patreon page. Just that, hey, get be sure to wake up and listen to the show early because you're gonna be able to win some some cool stuff just by if listening. If you can beat if you can beat Zachy Goff, yeah, he he, he messaged me about four thirty in the morning. He's a he's an early riser. 
Yeah, but, uh, he is. I think he's got he's got to get in his pump before all the kids wake up. You know what I mean? He's got to get to the gym and um, you know, get back before before all the chaos yeah. starts his day. So yeah, he he is the early bird. I feel like he's like always the first person to listen to our show every week. Yeah, I wake up in the morning and I get a message just like, "Great episode, man." I'm like, "Oh, geez, I didn't even like open my eyes yet. How do you how are you already listened to it. a whole two hour podcast by now?" <laughs> I know it makes it makes me feel very bad every week. I'm like, God, I should get up and have my morning routine again. Yeah. Um, Zach, Zach is very inspiring. That mofo is always working on himself. All right, folks, we plugged our social media. That's out of the way. Be sure to follow us there. And uh, if you need to email us anything, questions, concerns, you want to talk about the show or get on the show, it's askchickfoley at gmail.com. Uh, you can shoot us a message there or use the hashtag ask, ask Chick Foley, uh, for any kind of listener mail for the show. Uh, the big, the best thing you can do if you're a fan of the show, if you enjoy listening to us, is support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, there you can uh, sign up to be a Patreon member. A monthly subscription gets you everything from uh, being part of our closed Facebook group where we buy and sell and trade figures with each other uh, to uh, bonus episodes, uh, extra content like articles. Sheena and I have been doing some unboxing videos. Sheena did her famous chicken sandwich uh, review uh, video, which got a lot of play. And uh, we're always cranking out new stuff there. So definitely check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. It starts at a dollar a month, uh, $12 a year, uh, if I do the math correctly. So it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely easy to do. And uh, it supports us. All the money we get goes right back into the show and gets giveaways and prizes and stuff for you guys. So win-win. Win, win, win for everyone. Yeah, I think the coolest thing that we have going on with our Patreons is definitely our Facebook community, like we talk about every week. Like it just, I feel like it just gets better, and we just get more like uh, connected as a as a Chick Foley fam, and it's it's pretty freaking cool over there. So definitely check us out, and um, you know, if nothing else, just become a part of our our awesome group because we do a lot of buying, selling, trading, hooking up, um, you know, people with figures and things like that. And you know, if you're out there on the hunt, especially looking for like those Target exclusives and stuff, man, like the more eyeballs you got in different parts of the country the better you are you know what i mean and we sell everything for retail plus shipping so um you know we're, we're a good group of figures if you will yeah you Big have 60 or so of us now on there 63 64 and then you know it's just you know 64 sets of eyeballs looking for figures out in the wild and uh you know we're all selling it for retail prices nobody wants to pay those ebay scalper prices so yeah definitely check it out there um let's get into raw a little bit obviously the schedule changes this week we're recording on tuesday instead of wednesday um let's go inside the squared circle this is sponsored by chalkline our friends over at chalkline make some fire wrestling gear and everything from rugrats to uh, home alone gear i mean i could go down listen nfl wwe like teenage mutant ninja turtles like it's just like it's never ending man use code chick for 15 percent off there they always have good sales and stuff going on but uh obviously smackdown this week is on friday we'll do a recap of that on next week's show uh, but right now, let's talk about the uh, the season premiere of Raw. We got a bunch of new stuff, uh, a new commentator team, a new set, um, new cuck holding angles, all all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I you know what? I was very um, pleasantly surprised with the changes that they made on Raw. Um, you know, I, I kind of went into it with. Um, I don't want to say like stifled hopes, but I was just kind of like, eh, what are they really going to change? You know what I mean? But I felt like the whole, the whole pacing of the show was different. It was faster. I I thought like 
it just kept on moving. I love the kind of intertwined, interconnected storylines that they had going on. Um, and I just like how there was there were some surprises. You know, I definitely was not expecting to see Brock Lesnar like show up at yeah, the, at the top yeah. of the show. You know what I mean? Um, and so there was a lot of really good stuff on Raw. And I know some people were like, eh, whatever. But I think th- those people are just haters because if you couldn't enjoy it, like that's that's one of the better episodes that we've had in a while. You know what I mean? And the set, I thought the set looks really good. What do you think? I'm not a fan of the set. I don't like oh, the really? uh, yeah. I don't, I don't like the stage without any like defined kind of like overhead like entrance area for them to come out. They just come out of kind of like out f- through the video the wall. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. Uh, I mean, it's just a personal preference. Not that it you know. Yeah. Not that it's right. like going to change my opinion on the show or anything. Just uh, I like the logo. It's slightly different. Uh, the, the 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 announced team was awful. I, I I'm surprised that they are putting. Jerry the King Lawler back on TV in 2019. I don't know how you and Marco feel. He he just was kind of the same old jokes that he always does. And you could tell he was pretending to know who some of these guys were. And uh, yeah. it, it just seemed like he's from like an old an older time. Like I just I could have used you know the newer guy whatever his Dio Madden was wasn't bad. Yeah. I like Vic, the sound of you know Vic Vic Joseph has a, a good like you know. I can hear his voice like calling some big matches, and you know mm-hmm. he, he they were great during that AJ Styles match at the end with the back and forth. They were really you know on top of the action. I, I just Jerry Lawler. I, I don't know how long he'll last. I don't know if he'll be there by the end. You know by 2020. But uh, other than that, I, I think uh, I'm I'm happy with a lot of the changes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Jerry's going to be a permanent fixture. I think it really is just to kind of like, um, he's kind of like that anchor, you know what I mean? Like that anchor for Raw, like he's such a familiar voice to Raw historically. So I think um, maybe they were thinking, since we're making all of these massive changes, you know, I mean, they they put, um, you know, Dio Madden and uh, what, Vic, Vic Joseph, right? That's his name? Yep, yep. Yeah, they put them there, and I, th- I think it's just since they made such sweeping changes that they were like, well, we got to put somebody that people have heard of before. This is our flagship show. Like, we got to put Jerry Lawler on there. And you're right. Like, he is outdated. He just kind of like, he just doesn't have the same, you know, <laughs> the same feel that he had back in back in the 90s. And I just feel like, um, you, I don't think he's going to be there that long. But I do think Dio, Dio Madden has potential. You know, you could tell he's still really green, but I think he has potential to grow and um, become something really awesome. He's got a really good look. I, I mean, you yeah, know, I think, yeah. I think he looks really good, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they just needed, they couldn't go with three completely new people that no one has heard of on Raw. Uh, you'd have to have someone that kind of harkens back that uh, their voice, you know, just feels familiar. And, and, you know, I think, yeah, I think it's just a kind of a transitional thing. So um, other than that, I mean, there were some, like you said, the storylines were good. I, I, you know, I'm not, we talked about on the, on the, on the chat, the three of us, uh, there was a couple cringe moments for me that, you know, I love Cesaro. I just don't need to see him in a backstage uh, situation um him and ricochet just you know it's good to get these guys some more time on screen and get them acclimated but um i, I don't know it just didn't that didn't do anything for me and then the yeah i told i heard you guys talking about in our chat i heard you guys talking about the cesaro segment and unfortunately i missed that segment i was downstairs like eating whipped cream out of the can <laughs> as, yeah. as, as pregnant women do that was, so more, I was like that was probably more entertaining yeah when i when i came back up you guys were like what the hell cesaro was so awkward and i was like damn it i missed it um so i have i have really no input on that i'll have to go back and check out that that um awkward cesaro moment but ray mysterio kicked off the show and got a huge pop i don't know you know phoenix um you know that's, that's a ray town or what but i mean they were like they were hot for him and then all of a sudden the beast music hit and i was like 
damn, <laughs> like they're, they're taking it there. You know, I mean, I just thought like the, you know, Brock and Kofi had this thing going on and, you know, you know, um, WWE has a really good way of just like completely segmenting their, their storylines, right? Like in recent years, like things don't cross over. Like if you're in a storyline with somebody, like that's where you stay and that's your lane. And you know, it's very segmented, but they brought Brock on and he like annihilated Ray Mysterio and not just Ray Mysterio. He also annihilated Dominic, um, which I thought was very, very interesting. So I'm curious to see like, where this is going. Do you guys have any, like any foresight? Like, where do you think that this is headed? Uh, I don't know. Cause I, I mean, obviously he's going to be, you know, the rumors are he's going to be on SmackDown. So by the time the draft mm-hmm. happens, you know, do we even see him on raw anymore? But, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know why they're involving Ray Mysterio into a angle with, you know, the biggest guy in the, in the company. Um, well, yeah, are they think, setting up for a match Fox. at? Uh, are they setting up for a match at Hell in the Cell? I mean, that's this weekend, and they haven't even done anything with that. So it's just it is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine that they're doing that. I, I think they'll have um, Kofi drop the title to Brock, right? And then Kofi and the New Day will stay on Raw, and then maybe they're setting up some sort of storyline for Ray and Brock. Yeah. Um, some sort of David and Goliath storyline. You know, you know, uh, WWE loves a good uh, David and Goliath storyline. Um. For, for SmackDown. Maybe SmackDown is really, really wants Rey Mysterio, you know? I mean, I know they're, they've been really adamant about the talent that they want over there um, for their show, so maybe they want Rey, and they just feel like this is a great use for Rey, you know? Yeah, he was one of the players. He was at one of the NFL games either this week or the week before. I think it was a Cardinals game that uh, the announcers, you know, picked him out of the – I guess, you know, the WWE must have sent him to the game and uh, – you know, if you watch all the commercials and the promos, you can kind of guess who some of these people are that are going to be on yeah. the SmackDown brand. But uh, yeah, it's going to be something. And uh, I mean, Rey Mysterio has only—I mean, since he's been back, I can't imagine he's won more than a handful of matches. So it's not like he's uh, a credible contender. But it is—you know—they they had a cool feud back in the early two thousands. I guess they're going to run it back with them. And and of course, you're going to have Brock Lesnar on—you uh, know—probably at least the first three or four SmackDowns to get viewers interested so uh, you got to have a little mini feud for him and that's perfect true but i think historically ray mysterio has the clout to be able to hold hold up you know what i mean i mean and yeah obviously since his return like recently like it's it's not been the best you know i mean i i feel like they've kind of i, I hate the word like misused i hate when they're like oh they misuse his talent um but he hasn't really done anything of note you yeah, know yeah, yeah. um how um, I mean, he's, he's, he's had a lot of great matches with a lot of people, but nothing that really kind of went anywhere. Um, but like I said, historically, like Ray Mysterio is one of the best in the biz. So I feel like, I feel like he could go with Brock and like, people aren't going to question it. You know what I mean? I think it's, he's just, he's earned his spot to be able to just like jump up there with Brock and be like, you know, the man. Um, so I'm interested to see where that's going. But speaking of football, did you see all those, um, all the reactions from non- wrestling fans um seeing the fiend for the first time oh i loved it yeah they uh i I put it up on our twitter account some uh some people were just watching the game and they you know the smackdown commercial comes on and they flash the fiend at the end and i think they flash the fiend in like during games or like during the halftime reports or something too on some of the on some of the fox stations and you know caught people off guard that don't watch wrestling but uh i mean that's perfect fox is going all in on this man and i'm i'm happy it's not like being used as an afterthought i mean they're really trying to get this as like a staple on friday nights and you know what what did fox ever have on friday nights I, just cops for five hours straight you know so yeah. I mean, this is uh something new for them and i'm glad they're diving in head first 
Yeah, I love it too. I love that they're they're like kind of integrating it into their real sports, you know. Um, and I think I think it's super cool. And I, I feel like SmackDown's gonna be really successful on um on Fox, even though I um, you know, personally like Friday night, I'm like, oh god, Friday night, you know, not that I go out and you know, I, I just stay here. I, I, after seven thirty, you know, sleep on, I'm a, like, I sleep on a different part of the couch on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked into the house, but still on Friday night I'm like, man, you know. Like I think about all the people who are hashtag with a life and like going out and doing stuff. I'm like, you know, are they going to watch SmackDown on, but I mean, I guess, you know, now people, most people don't watch live anyway. They watch the Hulu, um, you know, playback and things like that. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's not, I guess it's not really going to make that big of a difference, but that's, that's my only concern. And now with, um, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but now with the NWA thing, Thursday nights are going to be the only night that doesn't have wrestling. Because there's literally wrestling on every other night of the of the week, and I'm wondering who's going to slide into that like Thursday night spot. I'm like, who's going to contend for that? You know, um, so there is so much wrestling to be watched right now. What's going to be on Tuesday nights? NWA. Yeah, the NWA they're they're doing a power a show. We'll go ahead and just cover it real quick before we jump back into Raw. But yeah, they're doing a show on YouTube, a weekly show. Oh wow. It's going to be free. Yeah, it's called Power, and um, they just announced it this past week. And yeah, so. For all you NWA fans, and I'm excited to see, like, it probably won't be something that I watch every week, um, but I did. We watched the Crockett Cup. Um, did you? Did either of you guys watch the Crockett Cup? No, I can't remember. No, I need to get more into that. Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I was really entertained by it. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with their with their weekly YouTube show. But it's just like, like I said, I mean, with AEW and NXT and Raw and SmackDown and all the other things, I'm like in NXT UK. I'm like. Holy freaking crap. Like you could literally just become a wrestling hermit and just sit at home and watch nothing but like current content. And this is not even talking about going back into your network archives and like watching like older stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> watching yeah. watching all of our retro wrestling recommendations. Like you could literally stay at home all day and just watch what's happening now. I mean, like that's like I said, that's not including, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, like all, all these other promotions too that people are really, really into. So yeah. It's a, it's a good time for for wrestling. Yeah, yeah. For don't sure. forget, um, don't forget, Impact is on Tuesday as well. <laughs> oh. access. Why are you laughing, oh, yeah. Sheena? Why are you laughing at that? Sorry, you laughing at sorry. Impact. Sorry, Impact fans. My bad. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jordan Grace is on there. That's the only reason I would watch. But you know, and Tessa. Don't forget Tessa Blanchard. She's. I, listen, I do like me some Tessa Blanchard. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I will not be setting aside designated times to 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 tune into impact i'm sorry it's not how is there enough wrestlers for all these companies plus you think about mlw and ring of honor and aew and nwa and god i mean it's the talent is like there's just like there's just more talent in wrestling than there's been in a long time i mean you look at the wwe main roster and on down and it's like you know it's crazy it's crazy to me because I feel like, you know, the the generation that's wrestling now, like they they grew up with like us, you know what I mean? Um and they grew up in like that golden era of wrestling, you know, um new generation, attitude era, all of that. So I can see why like you would fantasize about being a wrestler and like want like that being your dream. But it's so funny to me cuz I'm like a lot of these guys that are growing up now are like they came around and like they're 
it's it's crazy to think about because we're I feel like we're getting old. But like a lot of these guys were watching in like the ruthless aggression era, you know, and like those are the people that they like idolized and like knew as wrestlers. You know, they weren't watching like old attitude era stuff because this was obviously before the network and stuff. And it's just so funny how that like it just keeps going. It's just like a, a, a cycle that just keeps going. Like these people find athletes and superstars that they idolize and like want to become wrestlers you know it's pretty yeah. pretty pretty crazy uh i i think the best in that match of the night was aj styles versus cedric alexander a really good really good match you know they, these guys have wrestled several times but uh, yeah it was a fun like stretch at the end with some close fault you know close uh two counts and uh you know aj gets the win but uh you know i think they have faith in cedric alexander to be kind of you know once styles moves on back to the main event picture he's probably going to be one of these guys competing for the U.S. or the Intercontinental belt, depending on which brand he lands on. So good showing for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you 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 can't really mess up those two guys. You know what I mean? It's it's you're gonna get good wrestling, which was good because we did need some really good wrestling matches on this show because a lot of it was storyline based, which I'm okay with. I like storyline, you know, storyline based wrestling. Like I I mean, I like to watch wrestling for wrestling's sake, but we've talked about how AEW is lacking storyline. So I, I would feel like I would be hypocritical to come over here and be like, oh my god, everything was about storylines, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. So for me, I I really liked it i mean honestly with the stuff with even the stuff with rusev and like you know seth Roll- rusev challenging seth rollins and then you know that ending in a no contest and then bobby lashley coming out and awkwardly like pointing to the the titan tron like six times before lana actually came out um and all that thing going on i was like okay all right like it's a little uncomfortable to watch like by the end of it you were like oh but at the same time i was like okay I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for this. Like, where is this going? I'm here for it. Yeah, something different, and uh, I mean, it's a good way to bring him back. Uh, speaking of Bobby Lashley, <laughs> pronouns pal. Um, you know, give give Lana a spot is probably like a, more of a manager, which I think is is what she's better at. And is know. that is that what your managers do? Uh, oh, you yeah. know. Is that- uh- is that what you do with your manager, Phil? Hey, you know, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fuji used to Mr. Fuji used to get down back in the day. You never know. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, I don't know why the the image of like Lana and Mr. Fuji just like <laughs> like went came across in my head, and I'm thinking, <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they went all in. I, I mean, I was very listen. I'm 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 all about them like going all in, but at the same time. The fact that they had Rusev just stand there in the ring like a goon, just staring while this giant heap of a man just paws his woman. I was like, what? What? You're the you're the freaking Bulgarian brute. You know what I mean? It'd be one thing if, if you were like, you know, freaking McLovin and, you know... Um, Bobby Lashley was manhandling your girl, but you're the bu- you're the Bulgarian brute. And you're gonna sit there and just like stare, like get up there and whoop his ass, right? Yeah. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. And you bring him back, and uh, you know he, he looks like a legitimate contender. Then he does, you know, he does this. So mm-hmm. yeah, it kind of it was it was very like it was very much the Mike Canellis treatment i felt like i felt like it was very like emasculating and which is which is ironic because i'm like i don't i can't remember did they did they sign new contracts marco do you know did they already renew their contracts i knew they were like complaining about them online and there was like back and forth about whether they were going to resign or not but it's kind of like the the mike and maria thing you know like they resigned and they got this like 
micro push into this really awkward, weird storyline. And now Rusev and Lana may have resigned, excuse me, may have resigned and they're getting this like weird storyline, like convoluted days of our lives storyline. Yeah. um, I think they, they didn't mention them resigning. They've been pretty hush. They kind of like disappeared off the face of the earth and then Mm -hmm. reappeared. uh, Obviously Rusev reappeared and then Lana, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing on that. But um, yeah, that was actually, I think I told you last night on the, actually in our group chat, I wrote, uh, it was kind of like, they did kind of like a semi erotic ending to raw yeah because yeah because they had like bobby lashley playing tonsil hockey with lana and then they had seth rollins at the same time playing tonsil hockey with the fiend's fingers so it was kind of weird <laughs> but they're <laughs> the way they ended the show i was like that's kind of strange um but yeah. I kind of like how it just like it just went it just it was like, you know, you had that like moment where you're like, holy crap, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden the fiend appears and it was like, holy crap, like this is what's happening. So I, like I said, I really loved the pacing of the show last night and I have a hot take. I was telling he has been this earlier. Like, I, I'm glad that Rusev is like, you know, took some time off and gotten himself like, you know, he looks like a lean, mean fighting machine now. I mean, I don't know how much weight he's lost, but it's it's quite a bit. Um, but I, I kind of like Rusev with a little more fluff on him you know what i mean i felt like he was a little bit more brooding and a little bit more intimidating with a little bit extra extra meat you I know agree. i agree yeah with i that. think so that's yeah, why, he, that's yeah. What, yeah he had a unique body type before and i feel like now he's just trying to like get into this you know like like the bobby lashley territory where he's just like a big like muscly you know broody guy and i'm like no you you were unique you stood out just because you were like this big badass like look, look like you worked on a farm growing up you know what i mean but now, <laughs> now that he's yeah. back, I can play some more of these Borat uh, sound clips. But I have a new wife. She nice. Yeah. My yeah. wife, uh, she a uh, number two prostitute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Uh, they they did remix her music, though. Did you notice they remixed Lana's music a little bit? I mean, oh, maybe no. they're trying to... They're, yeah, they're trying to make. I mean, not that her her music is like repugnant. Oh no, I, I love it. her music. I love her. Oh I listen, my god, I listen to that like once a week in my car. I love that. Is that a hot oh, take? Is that a hot take? What are you doing? What are that's you exactly? Oh, that's going exactly to be the outro. That's going to be the outro this week. Sorry. Are you are you drinking White Claw while you're like oh, sitting no, in a parking no. lot listening to Lana's music? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I don't know. I just like the uh, like the saxophone. I've always been a fan. I played the saxophone as a kid, so it's you know it, it tugs on the heartstrings when I hear the little sax- saxophone solo. I, I too played the saxophone. Okay. You know what? Oh, I knew you there did was it. a reason. Wow. Yeah, I knew there was a reason that we uh, did this podcast together. It's because we're freaking sax sax. We should just change it to a saxophone podcast. That's what we should do. Did you play alto or tenor, soprano? Started, started with alto, then I moved to tenor. Oh, shut your mouth. That's exactly what I did, too. Wow, nice. You want, to, you want to know why? It's because I'm competitive, and there were too many people that played alto sax, and um, I always wanted to be first chair, and nobody played tenor sax. And I'm like, well, hell, if I go to play tenor sax, like <laughs> I'll, I'll always be first chair. You know what I mean? That's, so, that's, that's um, true. Yeah. So wow. I, sw- I switched over to tenor sax. So yeah, and uh, he- the heel husband is a is also a sax oh, a sax man. brother. So when yeah, you guys come up. We can do a jam sesh. We we could bust out some Kenny G. What? It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun party when we're around. <laughs> Marco, what did you play anything, Marco? If you played saxophone, that's it's over. We're stopping the podcast right now. That's so you know what? I actually did play saxophone. Oh my god! No, I, no, I didn't. Play oh, saxophone. okay. I was gonna say you didn't say that too convincingly. 
<laughs> yeah, no. I was, uh, yeah, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. But yeah, no, I didn't play any. Uh, Marco's like, I played football, you nerds. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. I, I, was a, I dated I was girls. A, I was an athlete, yeah. I dated <laughs> girls and went to parties. What'd you guys do? No, neither of those things in high school. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But. Other than that, nobody played saxophone on Raw except for um, obviously Lana, Lana's music. But um, other than that, I think what else happened on Raw that was that was noteworthy? We had um, oh Sasha Banks um, defeated Alexa Bliss, but the the whole point of that was to um, to set up more of Becky and Becky and Sasha. And I thought I thought Becky gave a pretty pretty damn good little uh promo in the ring you know i thought yeah, she did a, 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 did a good job i was like i was it was but i was convincing you know what i mean and sometimes becky like i love her but sometimes she kind of like doesn't she's kind of just a little bit too goofy for me but i think she sold it i was i was like okay becky which i also that i thought was better than it, sh- it should have been was the hogan and flair uh segment on Miz TV. oh my gosh yeah. i totally yeah i totally skipped over that i totally forgot about that um yeah, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, they did. They did. I feel like they let Hogan and Flair off the script a little bit, which can be a little bit of a hot mess, you know, um, because those guys get to talking and they just don't really have any any direction about where they're going. Um, did you notice they like they were trying to move the segment forward and like uh, Ric Flair started talking. And they just hit Randy Orton's music like, come on, like we got to get to this. We got to hit we got to hit our mark, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But I am. I think it's cool. I, I'm I'm. I like the idea of the team Flair versus team Hogan. Um, I mean, it's really not, I mean, is it really going to matter though? Cause it's at the the Saudi show, but that, that definitely seems like something that the, the Saudi crowd is going to like completely pop for. Cause you know, they love their, they love their legends and team Flair versus team Hogan, I think is really going to get over. Yeah. I mean, it is like two weeks before survivor series and it's basically like you're just doing a survivor series match, but uh, you know, whatever. True, that's what I thought too. I thought that too, but then I re- I don't think they mentioned anything about it being an elimination match. So I think it might just be a straight up like five man tag no, match. I think you know it is. I mean? No, I think it's an elimination. Check that, um, uh, Marco. I think it is an elimination match, but maybe that was just me assuming because it sounded like because a, it's so because it's yeah. so close to Survivor yeah, Series. Yeah. You would you yeah. would assume that it's a that's Survivor Series. My stupid series brain match. just twisted it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so er, the early reports. So who, based on what we've what we've seen so far, Seth and Rusev versus uh, Corbin and um, Randy. Are you Team Flair or are you Team Hogan? Uh, I don't. Uh, I'm whatever team that Seth Rollins is on is going to win. I'm sure. Is it, he has he which which team does he have? He's going to have. He's the, he, the he's heels? on Team Hogan. Oh, he's the faces and Flair's the he, heels. He, yeah, he's the he's the captain of uh, Team Hogan, and Randy Orton is the captain of Team Flair. Imagine if they get in the ring. Oh my God! Something's somebody's gonna, gonna happen, somebody's huh? gonna break a hip. Yeah, jeez. Well, I was wondering where they were gonna go with it because you know, obviously the crowd was chanting one more match, and I mean, like, let's be real, neither one of those guys can can give us one more match. Um, but then Miz was like, well, "We have a special surprise," and I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> where is this going?" I'm like, "Nobody wants to see Hogan." wrestle flair like this is not gonna be good you know this is gonna be worse than goldberg undertaker <laughs> i'm assuming shane mcmahon will sh- somehow shoehorn shoehorn himself into this match you think so yeah uh, he- I mean, he'll probably he'll probably have his own like singles match yeah you know so ladder match loser leaves mm-hmm. the company legal legal uh <laughs> legal <laughs> battle judy uh, on a pole match yeah, yeah, but overall, I thought um, I thought Raw was really good. I, I enjoyed it, and you know, I'm excited to see 
how the changes go. And I mean, I think they really got to bring their A game because, you know, now it's it's two different networks. It's not like USA on like USA SmackDown, USA Raw. Like, you know, now it's like it's competing brands. You know what I mean? Um, and those brands are going to be vying for the best product because they want all the eyes on them. Like if you're only going to watch one WWE product, like Fox is going to want you to watch them and USA is going to want you to watch them. So I feel like they're really going to have to elevate themselves on top of all of the AEW stuff that's happening. Um, I feel like this is, this is good for everybody because it's going to force people to step up and do the damn thing, you know, hundred percent. Uh, which show are you looking forward to the most, the rest of the week here? AEW dynamite, NXT SmackDown on Friday. I think I'm most looking forward to NXT. It's almost like a little mini, mini takeover. You know what I mean? I mean, you got Adam Cole, Matt Riddle. I mean, that, that, that in and of itself is going to be damn good. And then you got Shayna versus, um, Oh, Mrs. Wrestling. Candice LeRae. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's going to be a hell, a hell of a show for freaking NXT this week. What if I just brought like a iPad with me to AEW and just sat and watched the NXT show? Just like didn't even oh pop for anything. God. And you should go live on Twitter as you do it. Yeah. Like you should. Yeah, <laughs> you should use your phone and just like go go live what and then. Even by know. myself though, I don't want to get beat up by some some wrestling nerds, man. They're tough. You're fine. You're not getting beat up by anybody. No, they'll no they'll just tweet me or like say something angry on like social if, media. If Rusev is not going to beat up Bobby Lashley, nobody's beating up anybody this week. I'm you know what I mean? I'm definitely going to chant true. for Nia Jax during the uh, during the uh, whatever. <laughs> Nia Jax. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh my god, god. When, when did Asuka join AEW? Asuka versus Nia Jax? Oh man, what a match. <laughs> I've been wondering where she's been. Ty Dillinger versus some other guy? <laughs> Ty Dillinger only. Actually, I actually get that next week. It's uh, uh, In Boston, it's Ty Dillinger versus Dean Ambrose. I'm hoping that's the main oh, event. Cause, yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it looks nice. like they've already announced that Jericho's partners for tomorrow night is going to be LAX, which wasn't much of a surprise anyway, so that's probably why mm-hmm. they spoiled it uh, against the Young Bucks and Kenny, o- Kenny Omega. Or is it, yeah, is it Young Bucks and, Ke- yeah, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega? Yeah, see the elite. And then, uh, Kenny o- and then uh, Cody versus Sammy Guevara, and I think MJF versus uh, Brandon Cutler. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch the AEW show, um, but I'll probably, um, you know, like I said, if I'm only picking one to be most excited about, I think I'm most excited about uh, NXT. But yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the AEW show. I think it's going to be, I mean, they're going to bring their A game too. You know, they, they know what stakes are on the line. They know that they have, like, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. And this is going to be a time that a lot of people see this product for the very, very first time. You know, I mean, we, we take for granted that like not everybody's watching all out and all in and, you know, fighter fest and fight for the fallen and all of these things, you know, um, they're just like, Hey, let's see what this new, this new wrestling is on TNT, you know? Yeah. And this could, this could be a first time for tons of people and it's either going to make or break whether they tune in the next week. Yeah, then you have like all the dogs and the the pyro, and you know that's you know that's always fun. You get dogs around pyro. Speaking speaking about pyro, there were no dogs at Raw, but we did get some pyro back. Becky got her steam back, um, so I was really I was happy to see all that all that come back. We got a new intro too on Raw. Did you notice that? We didn't even talk about that. No, I didn't um, see the beginning. Yeah, the beginning of Raw, they had a new um, a new 
video package. Like it was all like modern and like new song and stuff. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. They, they did a lot of changing up this week, but as far as raw, I think that's pretty much all that, um, that we have going on. I feel like hell in a cell. We're going to talk about our quick hell in a cell preview, but like, there's just been so much going on that like hell in a cell. I feel like has just really been like kind of a afterthought. You know what I mean? We only have three announced matches so yeah, far and crazy. it is literally, it is literally this weekend. You know, so it's just kind of like, I feel like with everything, you know, with NXT moving to TV and, um, you know, the season premiere of Raw and the season finale of Raw and all the things that they've been promoting in NXT or Fox, um, sorry, SmackDown on Fox, that it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, and we're going to have this pay-per-view this weekend. You know what I mean? Sheena, it's Friday night SmackDown live on Fox. Come on. Can't you get this right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, even know I, I don't even know it's the real thing, but it's probably it's Friday Night SmackDown <laughs> live on live on Fox with the Fiend. Yeah, <laughs> they're go. gonna, they're going to have uh, it's going to be a mouthful, Lot, lots of acronyms like we talked about before. But yeah, um, Hell in a Cell. So let's talk about what we got, what we have for sure at Hell in a Cell. We for sure have Seth Rollins versus the Fiend Bray Bray Wyatt. Um, it is a hell in a cell match. I'm excited for that. How about you guys? 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be, uh, I've pre- I'm predicting a schmozzy finish, but um, this is going to be a hard pay-per-view for me to get my title back with only three matches. That's, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if the WWE did this on purpose. That's all, that's all I really care about. Again, that, that sweet, sweet gold back. Yes. The, the chick fully show gold. Um, yeah. They're, yeah, because I feel like we're gonna agree on all on all three of these. To be quite honest with well, you, we start, also have start with that match. Let's go. Okay, that's, cool. That's, that's okay. gonna be main event. Obviously, that's probably. I don't know how many more matches they're gonna have. I would assume both of these cell matches will probably go, you know, thirty five, forty minutes, maybe. Yeah, they gotta at least. They have to at least go like. 20 30 minutes like at at, at a minimum but you know what, what other matches could they even like did anything even happen on raw like we could get another cesaro because well, cesaro it, and ricochet and then like we could just run back all the matches from raw but they didn't really build toward anything that you would think that they would put on a pay-per-view right exactly so i mean yeah we have like i mean you could we don't know what's going to happen on smackdown i mean it like i said it's the season season premiere of smackdown as well so i mean they're really gonna like bring out all the guns so i mean they could really just set some shit up on smackdown um to to get us excited going into friday which is kind of cool because they can do that now because literally you have two days you know it's not going to get stale by the time um it's not happening on a tuesday and then you have to wait till sunday for it to pay off right like literally like they're going to set some shit up on friday night and it's going to pay off on sunday so i think um i think they could really do it i mean we got bailey and charlotte that we could put in a match for the women's smackdown championship you got the revival and the new day for the smackdown tag championships um we could see shinsuke um defend the intercontinental type title and then obviously a pre-show match maybe like the cruiserweights you know so i don't know i mean well but i mean even that that's what that's what like six seven matches yeah yeah i mean it'll be it'll be a shorter show i guess maybe a three-hour show which would be hey nice. i'm not i'm not mad at that i'm yeah. not mad at a sh- especially uh, at after a this week of wrestling you know uh yes well, let's start with the main event which is kind of the opposite of what we usually do we got the fiend versus seth uh rollins in uh in the cell mm-hmm. for the uh the uh the title and um I'm going. Seth Rollins is going to win here, and maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, I think he leaves the champion. Yes, 
Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think they're going to set something up for Bray that is not Seth Rollins, right? They're going to set him up for something bigger going into, you know, Survivor Series and all of this. I think um, it's good. I mean, I don't know what could happen, you know, as far as like, you know, disqualification or some sort of like crazy schmozzy finish. But um, I think Seth Rollins is going to leave the champion. I don't think that Bray... I don't know. I just can't see him at this moment, like holding the universal title up above his head. You know, it just, it just feels weird to me. Yeah. I just don't know how they would, I guess they would have to use the, uh, just the, the Firefly Funhouse character a lot more often as, as far as they have to do some sort of in ring stuff with him. If he's the champion, he's going to have to be on the show more and talk more. Um, yes. I, I'm sticking by my prediction that Finn Balor is coming out and going to cost the fiend, the match as the demon, because I was thinking about it today. Remember when The Undertaker was like, you know, this is new generation. He's feuding with, like, uh, Yokozuna for, like, a year. Then he feuds with somebody else. And, like, you know, he, he like, was in the, the, the company for, you know, he was probably the biggest name in the company and just was never in the title picture. But nobody ever, like, that was before we had the internet, so we didn't ever complain about it. But, you know, you can keep, you can keep Bray as a high-profile guy and just keep him away and, you know, bring Kane back for a month have him do something big with the undertaker and put him over at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, Alistair black is kind of fitting that role. You could do Braun. You can, you know, there's some guys that are on the fringe of like weird and kooky that you could like have him, you know, feud with, uh, to keep him away for the title for a little while. But, uh, I mean, yeah, I, and you I, know, I, I'm a proponent for less, less of the fiend is better, you know, because it's, it's going to only be a matter of time before, you know, the mandible claw coming out and just doing the mandible claw to somebody like it's going to get old. You know what I mean? And I feel like it should be reserved for for special occasions and special moments and special opponents. And, um, you know, we had to do this build to get him to where he's at right now. But I feel like we don't have to overexpose him, you know, because I feel like that's that's going to be the downfall of the fiend is the is the overexposure. At the same time, though, don't didn't we complain about this with Braun Strowman when he was at the height of his popularity? They didn't give him the title. Like, is there any better time if you were going to give him the title? Wouldn't it be right now during yeah. you know, a month, you know, yeah. weeks before Halloween when, you know, you're trying mm-hmm. to sell some merch. He's the hottest thing in the company. Um, what do you think, Marco? Where do you, where do you sit on this match? Cause I'm, I, you know, a week or two ago, I would say the fiend is definitely going to win, but now I'm, I'm backing down. So. Yeah, I can see them, uh, you know, like you said, doing some crazy finish, but with the hell in a cell, there's no, there's no rules. So there's, you can't just, he can't get disqualified. Can't right. get counted out. He can't, I don't think there's submissions either. I think it's pinfall. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it'll affect him if he loses. Um, I know a lot of people like on the internet think like, Oh, if the feed loses against Seth Rollins, it's going to kill his character. I don't think it, does anything at all to his character um like you said i think you could just continuously like feud with other other guys out there and then come back to the universal championship later or even the world championship at some point um i don't think that's the fiend's purpose is to win a championship personally um so i think it's going to be a i think it's going to be like a, a weird i think it's gonna be a finish that you've never never seen before probably that's what i think i think that's what they get it's the feed is a crazy character so expect a crazy finish to that match true i i am 
I'm with Phil on that. Like, you know, like I just said, I think it's going to be Rollins that leaves a champion. But like we like we talked about, and we actually talked about this on the show, is like, this is the time to give him the title. You know what I mean? Like, you have to go with what's hot. I mean, you got to strike while the iron's hot because WWE is so, like, hot and cold. And, like, the, the audience is so polarizing, you know? I mean, they can literally turn on you at, at the freaking drop of a hat. Um, that, you know, I, I, it's hard to predict what they're going to do and what direction they're going to go. But it's just like, I, I don't think it's the, I, I, I don't think it's so much that a lot of the like marks are saying like, you know, oh, if he loses, it's over. Like it's, it's going to be the end of the fiend, blah, blah, blah. I think it's because that has happened so often in Bray Wyatt's career that it's just almost like this, like groundhog day, right? Like he has these amazing, yeah. these amazing feuds with incredible build and you get so hyped for it. And you think like, this is the time when. Bray is going to win this feud, right? Bray's going to go over. And he never did. He was just like, I don't want to say he never did, but like, you know, often he lost every, every feud he was ever yeah. in. It felt, <laughs> it felt like, you know, um, and he did all this work and, you know, had all this, ama- like I said, all this amazing build and character development and stuff. And then they would just like, he would always lose. And it was just kind of like this thing. It became like his, his thing. He was a loser. And I feel like, if that if he loses, like if he loses clean to Seth Rollins, it's just going to be that same narrative over again. Exactly. You know, like like oh here they go with Bray Wyatt again. You know, like he can he can do the Firefly Funhouse and cut all these amazing promos and talk on the mic and do all this weird shit in the ring, but he's not a winner. You know. Yeah. All right, so we're both in agreement that Seth Rollins wins, walks out the champion at Hell in the Cell. Uh, let's go yep. to the other Hell in the Cell match: Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the grid here. I'm gonna go. Sasha Banks is gonna win this one. I think they're gonna they're gonna do a little bit of a switch up here. Yeah, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my girl Becky. I think Becky's leaving with the belt, but I think. I mean, I, I I can't fault you for going with Sasha Banks because I feel like this is the time where they're just kind of they're going to kind of change up everything, right? Like they're in this season of transition with WWE, and I feel like just putting Sasha over um, would be the way to do it. But I'm going to go with my girl Becky Lynch retaining in Hell in a Cell. But it's gonna I think it's going to be a killer match. I hope so. I hope it doesn't let me down because I have really high hopes for this match with Sasha and Becky in the cell. Yeah, I want to go yeah, back and rewatch the Sasha Charlotte Hell in the Cell match because I remember yeah. being let down by that, but I don't remember if my my expectations. I mean, those are you know at the time the two biggest names in the company as far as female wrestlers and. Oh, I thought it know. was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe I just maybe I'm just remembering it wrong, but I'm going to go back and watch it. But I remember I remember Sasha taking a freaking beating in that match, like right from the bell. Oh um, yeah, yeah, crashing into the cell and shit. She you know she's all over the place, but. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think has been the best recent? Uh, this is kind of off topic, but the best recent Hell in a Cell match. I mean, I don't want to go back to like the Mankind, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker era, but you know, in the last ten years, what's been the best Hell in a Cell match? And I mean, if you don't know off the top of your head, I mean, I, this- I like I I would like the one that we talked about. Um, was it last week or a couple weeks ago on the show? I like um, uh, Seth versus Dean. Oh yeah, at Hell yeah, in yeah, Cell. that was good. I thought it was. A, I thought I thought it was a really good Hell in a Cell match. You know, um, just two guys just like kind of beating the hell out of each other. It wasn't anything like super crazy, but I I really enjoyed it. What about you? Uh, I don't know. That's why I was asking the question. I uh, that match in particular, I went back and watched after that episode of our show, and it was it was a really good match. Um, 
I can't think of anything off the top of my head. What about you, Marco? Yeah. I think, uh, let me think. I mean, in recent memory, nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That that I can think of for Hell in a Cell. Um, I would probably say like the Seth Rollins, um, Kevin Owens match. Um, Same card that, uh, um, what do you call it? Sasha Banks and Charlotte were on. Um, I think that match was actually really good. I was actually in attendance there, so. Oh, nice. um, because it was in Boston, it was at the TD Garden, so um, yeah, I, I remember, I remember that match being really, really, really good, especially with the uh, finish and with Jericho coming out and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's just one of those things with Hell in a Cell. I think we all just have such high expectations for it because it's just such a, an intimidating um, factor that plays into the whole match, you know. And I feel like when it doesn't deliver, like. The, the violence that they build it up to be, you know what I mean? Cause the commentators are like, Oh, this structure is like oh, the most violent structure, blah, 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 you know? And they like really build it up. And then when, if it doesn't deliver on like at that magnitude, you're just kind of like, Oh, well, like you feel like, I mean, after, after freaking, uh, Mick Foley, like, goes off the top of the cage you know what i mean and goes through the cage like there's really nothing more that you can do to like make it more spectacular than that you know what i mean and i feel like anything short of that always falls short of that right like because you have this image in your head of like you know guys going off the top of the cage and falling through the top of the cage and all this stuff and when somebody's just getting suplexed into the side of the cage you're like yeah whatever you know what i mean desensitized to it yeah yeah, so it's yeah, you're just kind of desensitized. You're like, well, why aren't you just why aren't you like flying off into the announce table like you pussy, you know? Um, and it's just kind of like I feel like we're a little bit desensitized um, to the whole to the whole gimmick. Yeah, there was a good one that uh, I just thought of randomly, and it was pretty bloody and brutal. It was uh, I think it was 2005 at Vengeance. It was Batista versus Triple H, and uh, you know it was uh, it was. You know, they did. They pulled out all the stops. They had the barbed wire and the sledgehammers, and I think, you know, slamming each other on the steps. A lot of a lot of the moves they harkened back to in their most recent WrestleMania match. But uh, uh, go back and watch that one. That's a really interesting. They both were all bloodied up, and uh, it's pretty it's pretty colorful. So, yeah. Well, and if you want the very the very tippy tippy top, you got to go with Undertaker, Mankind, King of the Ring, ninety eight. You know, uh, I like Shawn Michaels versus Mankind. No, Shawn Michaels oh. versus Undertaker. Uh, in the very first one, I mean they're both uh, great. They're both great matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean you can't go wrong. It's all, yeah, it's all about yeah. preference. Yeah, but just watch, uh, watch them all. Just watch. Them just all. watch. Just watch it all. Shit. Yeah. You know. All right. So we differ uh, on, differ on that match. Let's go to the real main event: Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan versus the Bludgeon Brother Wyatt Brother Wyatt Wyatt <laughs> Brother Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah the the Bludgeon Brother the, Brother Bludgeon. Yeah the Bludgeon. This is Hulk Hogan's favorite team. There. Yes. Brothers. The Bludgeon Wyatt Brothers. Um, let's see. I gotta go with Roman and Daniel winning this one easy. Yep. I don't even. I don't yeah. even. Want, I don't even want to talk about this match. I can't. I have, I have nothing to say about this whole angle and the return of Harper <laughs> in such a shitty way. How, and... how they how they even got here is just beyond me at this point. I'm like, wait a minute. What what happened? All Roman that... Reigns got ran over with a car. What? 
All that to set up this shitty tag team match. And what what wow. happened to fake Rowan? Did we just kill him and like throw him in the river? Like what happened? <laughs> Remember when you people know? on Twitter were trying to like compare? I think it is. I think it is Harper because look at his ears. They look similar to his real ears. And like, oh my god. Man, oh my! Is... They were comparing. They were comparing yeah. fake, fake Rowan to Harper. Yeah, yeah. They thought it was oh, Harper. Okay. That's how they were bringing back Harper. Yeah. No, Harper has a very distinct look. Like if you see him, you're gonna know you saw him. It's not like you you don't you don't have to look at the size and shape of his ears. You know what I mean? Like he's a very distinct human being. Um, but yeah, I don't I I don't know how much they paid that guy, but poor guy. Like <laughs> fake fake Eric Rowan. We hardly knew you. We hardly knew you. Thank God. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only three matches that we have for Hell in a Cell, guys. That 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 is your Hell in a Cell preview in a nutshell. Yeah, so. that, that was a quick one. Yeah, let's get into our Go Figure segment. Here we go, money talks. Here comes the money. All right, we did some fig hunting. We're out there pounding the pavement, looking for figures, buying stuff on eBay, spending a lot of money we shouldn't be spending, you know, and we, we want to tell you about it. You know, it's called it's called the Go Figure segment. Major Brothers call it, uh, what do they call it on their show? I don't even know. I listen to the show every week. I don't even know what they call it. But uh, yeah, we uh, we go out, we buy stuff, and we share it with you guys. It's uh, my favorite segment of the week, and uh I'm going to go first this week because I got some good stuff and I got some good stories mm, and okay. uh, I want to let people know. I did want to promote the uh, the first annual Chick-fil-A holiday toy drive that we're doing and um, if you want to participate, we would love to have you. We're uh, taking collections uh, of wrestling figures, mint on card, well, or just in the package. I don't want to say mint on card, but uh, the, the address is P.O. Box 3203. Catonsville, Maryland, 21228. It's pinned to our uh, Twitter account if you want to there. We're partnering with Toys for Tots and the folks at Jimmy's Famous Seafood who do a huge holiday event every year. Uh, and I always say they, they filled up like four or five 18-wheelers full of toys, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to be a big part of that this year. So um, if you find any good stuff at Five Below or, or on the clearance racks at Walmart or or Target, uh, send it along to us. We will make sure it gets donated. And, Sheena, we said we're going to give whoever all the people that donate we're going to put into like a you know whether you donate one figure or 100 figures we're going to put you on a list and uh we're going to pick one random person that did donate and we're going to give them something we're going to give them a figure or something cool or chick foley t-shirt or we haven't figured it out yet but we're going to give them something uh for their troubles so that'll be a little bonus in addition to helping people out i always like in the holidays helping people and giving other people stuff now that i've I've changed my ways i used to just like getting gifts now i like to give gifts yeah, I love gift giving is one of my one of my love languages. I love to give people give people gifts. So yeah, we will definitely bless you for blessing others, especially kids. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot of kids out there that um, are not set up to have uh, an awesome Christmas. And I just remember as a kid always having awesome Christmases and I, I want that for every kid. So whatever I can do to help them, you know, wake up and feel that magic. Like I, I am totally there for it. So yeah. And even if, I mean, guys, it doesn't even have to just be wrestling figures. Obviously we're a wrestling 
podcast and we love blessing people with wrestling toys but any toys that you want to donate new oh, package yeah. Yeah. yeah you know by all means like let's get them out there if you got some girly toys or baby toys or whatever like send them our way we'll make sure that they get in the hands of toys for tots and you know the jimmy's famous seafood holiday drive and all of that stuff so yeah, especially because uh, yeah. uh you have a kid i have a kid i have you know marco has three kids now good lord um I have a box up. <laughs> I, I have a box upstairs. I mean, I don't know. I can't even handle one right now. But that's another story. Exactly. Um, I have a box upstairs of just stuff that we've bought him for different. You know, we, okay, we're gonna give him this for Christmas or his birthday, and it just like you know, he grows out of it, doesn't like it. I mean, I have enough to, of non wrestling stuff to you know to donate as well. You know, old old stuff. So still in the package so yeah yeah I, I figured everyone is a wrestling figure collector here on uh, listening to the show but if you if you have other stuff or you know we're not going to be picky anything helps uh, there's a lot of people in need here in the baltimore area so anything is appreciated so uh we'll continue to promote that as the weeks go on i do want to help uh, promote hero collector uh they're going to be at new york comic con this weekend they're having a cane uh the big red machine signing autographs on friday uh, and the folks at Hero Collector, I don't know if you've seen some of these uh, statues they have. You can follow them on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore. They put the underscore at the end of the Twitter handle. I don't know if someone has at Hero Collector, but uh, yeah, they they, uh, they have like a, a bunch of like figurines that you know they're not wrestling figures. They don't move or anything. They're more like little tiny statues, but uh, they're super detailed. They're super cool looking, and they have a Kurt Angle one out that I was uh, hoping to acquire at some point. So. Uh, Definitely check them out, and they have a, a bunch of stuff. I've, I've always wanted to go to one of those Comic-Cons. They have one here in Baltimore that's really not that kick-ass, but uh, I'm sure New York Comic-Con's pretty big, pretty big deal. Yeah, I've only ever been to local cons, but like you know, we've lived on we've lived on the main or uh, on the island for a while, so it's just not been easy to get to to any of the the bigger cons and stuff. But yeah, San Diego Comic Con, New York Con, and all those the, those are definitely on my my bucket list for for things that I want to make sure that I get to since we're over here on the mainland now. Uh, the folks at Entertainment Earth dropped a thousand more Macho Man Slim Jim elites on their website. I believe on, I believe that was on Monday uh, mm-hmm. at like one o'clock Pacific time. They sold out. I think our buddy Mike Lanham said it took about twenty four hours for them to sell out, forty eight hours or something. Um, but our good friend and Patreon subscriber TJ McHugh offered to donate a Macho Man Slim Jim elite in the package to one of our listeners of the show so we did a uh, a post on twitter and uh, if you're a patreon subscriber or if you're just a listener to the show and you want to increase your followers uh you you can definitely if you have something you want to donate for the cause and want to give it away or you know like tj did he had 13 twitter followers on sunday sheena he has 272 now so the uh, pressure the pressure's on man you gotta start cranking out content now now yeah now you can have some good good tweets now tj (laughs) listen the world's watching the world is watching, so yeah. you start you start getting those eyeballs on you. You better deliver. So yeah, props. TJ is also the one who gave me his ticket to tomorrow's AEW show. So TJ has been a very giving mood lately, and I think he's sending us a package to the uh, the PO box for the uh, for the uh, for the toy drive. So TJ is just like the he's he's the uh, he's not the MVP because we already have an MVP, but he's like the uh, the rookie. He's maybe he's he- the rookie of the year. He's the assistant to the MVP. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's, been, he's been kicking ass, and he's a great supporter of the show. So uh, we will announce that winner on next week's show uh, on, our, on our Hell in the Cell recap episode. And it'll just be one of the people that retweeted that tweet. Uh, you can still retweet it. It's on our Twitter account. 
It was just asking people to, to tweet us a gif of their favorite EC, uh, WCW wrestler, and you'll be automatically entered, and you have to follow us and TJ, and uh, you'll be entered. So we're always doing giveaways here. We'd love to give back to you guys. Um, as far as the things that I picked up, I bought a uh, – I'm building my elite uh, collection of female wrestlers. I, I got the Ember Moon NXT Elite. Uh, from one of the folks in one of uh, in the Major Brothers uh, Facebook group, uh, actually, so he sent that to me with a little actually a little pin, a little pimp and a easy, a little a little free item with a, a Joey Ryan Candice LeRae pin, which I don't really know the background history of of their feud or if their tag team, whatever they were back in the Indies, but uh, it's a cool little pin, little little nice addition to the collection. So. Uh, I have that now, and I've today I found the Sonya Deville and Liv Morgan elites at one of my local Targets, which everyone is trying to find feverishly. And uh, I was so close to buying these Sheena at, at exorbitant prices on eBay. I'm so glad I didn't. I've been using Pop Finder, trusting trusting the methods, and I found them. It was great, and I I went there like right before work. Early in the morning, uh, the chick was like, just put some DVDs up on the shelves. I don't know. I guess people still buy DVDs. And yeah. uh, I, I gave her the I gave her the uh, the thing. I was like, oh, she's, I didn't have the barcode. The, the MVP Marco found me the barcode because all I had was like the number that you put into Pop Finder. She's like, I don't know what to do with this. This isn't like the SKU number or anything. So uh, I found the barcode and I can send that out to everybody if you want. And uh, she's like, oh, it's in the back. It's coming off the truck. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I don't want to bother you. you, know, if you I'm just going to wait around for it. If you don't mind, I'll just walk around. You want you want a coffee or something? She's like, no, no, I don't, I don't drink coffee. But let me go check. Maybe it was on the first truck that's already been unloaded. And uh, she went back there and grabbed the box. F- fresh case, fresh elites and uh she was extolling me about the people that come in and buy the whole case you know she's like you know so i, I would if you wanted the whole case i wasn't you know gonna let you have it but since you only want a couple of them on either people come in here by the whole case is not fair to other people which eh, really is not you know but i mean if you want to buy all of them what's to say it's, your money is just as green as somebody else's but uh, i was like no i just want a couple of them you know blah 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 so uh she gave them to me and uh i was on my way i was you know out of there by like nine o'clock which i i thought i was gonna have to spend all day there yeah but i was good to go and uh i have those in my collection now they're both great looking figures i love the uh the detail on both of them the live itself the live looks really uh really lifelike the face is great on it um keeping the mint on card not opening them sorry marco but, uh yeah that's uh three three new ladies into my collection here so uh the walls are the walls are filling up. I also I also picked up a new desk that are listening to the show on now. So, the uh, the fig cave is coming together. I got the the shelves up. I got a detolf. I need to pick up another detolf for my retros and some more shelves for some more elites. But uh, it's it's coming together in here. It's looking nice. Nice. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny because like you know the women's basics are different now, but like the old women's basics figures, like they're they are essentially the same as elites. Like, I mean, they had the same articulation as like the women's elites and stuff. So if you're, even if you're looking for, I mean, I don't know, I guess you keep them MOC, so it will matter to you because it's the difference of coming on a card and coming on a, in a box. But there are some really awesome, like women's basic figures from, you know, a couple of years ago before they re redesigned the women's basics, um, that are, are really awesome. So, um, my question is, is like, I don't understand, like, I want Liv and Sonya too. Like, don't don't get it twisted. I've searched high and low. I'm looking for them. But 
what is the deal? Why is it just because they're exclusive? Like, why are people paying these insane prices for Liv and Sonya? Like, these aren't like, like I get like, you know, King Harley race. Like that's a cool figure. You know what I mean? Like a legend in the business, all of that. Like why somebody would want that for their collection. But like, there's literally like a, a Sonya basic that is, almost as good except for it doesn't come with the rope you know what i mean like it's the same thing and you can get it readily available at any time and people are paying like you know two three hundred bucks for the elite it's insane and and the the fact that people are paying those prices i guess you know it's capitalism you can if you can make that much money go ahead but uh yeah it's it's just insane they're two female jobbers like it's just the fact that they have the at the bottom of the box they have the collector's edition they're the store exclusive so there's only one per box uh, as opposed to two of the, all the other ones um I, I don't know it's it's just weird it's just it's you know? just boggled my mind yeah. because like you know I, I mean i knew these were coming out and i knew these were store exclusives and store exclusives are always you know they're always harder to find and they're always there's always a chase for them but i just could not have anticipated the the feverish demand for these two figures. I mean, when you go online and you're like on Instagram and stuff and you see somebody who's copped like, you know, live in Sonya and they posted a picture of it on Instagram. I mean, there's like a flood of comments like, Oh my God, you're so lucky. Like, Oh my God. Like this is the, these are so awesome. Like I can't wait to get these, you know, in my hands or I wish I could get these. And I'm like, if these were just like hanging on the shelves, you guys wouldn't want them. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, they, they would 100%. be like that, that Charlotte figure. Like if they were standard release elites, I feel like, they would like people would just be like, yeah, they're, they're they look good figures because they do look good, but they would not be in the like I said the feverish demand that they are right now, and it just like it just like boggles my mind. You just never know what's going to be hot, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's the only reason. Like we talked about it last week, if they if they put that same distinction on the uh, the Gargano and the Champa figures, they would be like, you know, selling like hotcakes. But uh, oh, I, I, absolutely, yeah. I think they just do it on the. I mean, look at. I'm I'm looking at my shelf right now that has all of them from this year. But, you know, Pete Pete Dunn is you know up and coming guy who's a big name. He's going to be a star on the main roster eventually. But you got Alexander Wolf. I could I I've never seen a fucking Alexander Wolf in my whole match in my whole life. I don't know anything about him besides he's in Imperium now. Um, Pat Patterson, who you know, if he was on the pegs, you think any little him and Bob Backlund? There's no little kids that yeah. are going to grab those figures. Nobody knows who they are. Um, obviously the rock was a, was a big, bigger name, but that's, that's popping up. That's been pretty easy to find. And then now Liv Morgan and, and Sonya Deville. So they're just basically the one, the, the figures from the set that they think are not going to sell as well. They're just making them, you know, the store exclusives and kind of limiting them. And it just drives up the demand. That's all. I mean, it's pretty smart. It's why when you walk by an Apple store at, at nine in the morning, there's a hundred people in there. Like what the it's, fuck are all these I mean, people yeah. doing? You're right. It's pretty smart in the fact that like, yeah, like, you know, I guess it creates a little bit of a buzz. But at the same time, like, why wouldn't Mattel want to put that money in their pocket? You know what I mean? Like, instead of having these people buy them and resell them for $200, like, why wouldn't you just make more figures so that you would be making the money versus like the the scalpers you know what i mean i guess that i guess that's true in all aspects of collecting i used, I used to say that exact same thing about sneakers like why doesn't 
you know, Jordan just make more sneakers. You know what I mean? Like, why would it like it would make more sense for them to just like make more? But again, I guess it's all about creating that that buzz and that supply and demand, so that when the next big thing comes out, you're like frothing for it and you'll just buy it no matter what. You know? Yep. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, it's basically they they don't want to be stuck with a hundred of them at every store. That's like the next Tito Santana. You know? So I know. Well, and that's crazy because that that Tito Santana figure was a good figure, but yeah, it was just over. It was over. Yeah. Produced, you know what I mean? Like it, it's yep. it's so it's so crazy. Um, how I don't know how they decide how much they release of each figure, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild. I would have not, like I said, I would have not anticipated this this kind of um, you know situation for Liv Morgan and freaking Sonya <laughs> Sonya Deville. Yeah. Liv Morgan. I mean, when's the last time you saw Liv Morgan on TV? No, I've never seen and I've never, never seen Sonya Deville win a match in my life. I think only she's ever won a match. <laughs> Um, but I, I think she's won a match, but I definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely nothing of any note. You know what I mean? Nothing is going to make me be like, oh, Sonia, you know, yeah, the most yeah. note, the most noteworthy thing that she does is walk out with Mandy Rose, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> so. I was talking to uh, our, our buddy Darius about this. Uh, he's a Patreon subscriber. And, uh, like, like when you're, when I'm looking back at these figures and my son is like 18, you know, he's like, oh, who's this daddy? Like, oh, that's Alexander Wolf. Oh, what is he good? I was like. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't really. <laughs> I never saw him wrestle. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't even know why I bought this figure. He's fucking awful. Um, everybody you know, everybody like, was just telling me that it was rare. So I, yeah, grabbed I bought it, it because I, I, I told, somebody told me I needed to. Yeah. So it's instead of like, I've really like in the last week or two really thought about like my collection, like uh, of like, you know, I've, I've buy a lot of the ones that I think I don't buy all of them. I buy whatever ones I like and the wrestlers that I like, but I, I've now started to narrow it down to like certain collections. Like, I have my defining moments, which I'm slowly starting to get one here or there. Obviously, the Hasbro collection, the retro collection. I have the the women's mint on card figures and the retro fast. Uh, but other than that, it's like and I have a, a I all I want to get all the Kurt Angle figures. I have all my new generation collection, which I unboxed on the Patreon page. So it's like I have four or five different collections going on, which is fine. But you know, in addition to those, buying like the you know I like the ricochet figure, the Ali figure, the, you know, the Chompa figure, you know, they don't fit into those collections, but they're cool to have. But then like, where do you draw the line? So I I think I'm still going to get the ones that I like, but I'm, I'm going to try to focus on like when I have extra money focusing on, you know, finishing up the last couple of Hasbro's I have, there's, there's, there's one or two retros that I could really, really easily get, you know, for less than 15 bucks and just totally cross that whole collection off my list. Um, here, so you know, it's it's just a fine line. I'm sure you've gone through. It. I'm sure Marco's gone. I'm sure everybody listening has gone through it. Like, where do you draw the line? You can't. I, I can't buy all of them. You know, every single figure. I don't want to buy every single figure. There's a lot of them that I, I just. I don't want 500 Ray Mysterio figures. I don't want 500 Seth Rollins. Uh, so it's just finding that fine line. I still haven't done that yet with my collection. And every once, that's a great thing about the Patreon group that you you, know, you and Seth are selling some figures on there. I yeah. sold. I sold. Uh, I sold the. Uh, it was a Jason Jordan and um, Chad Gable uh, elites, and then the the Hart Foundation elites. I was like, man, I don't have room for these. I just, you know, there's nothing about them I really want. I sold them for a good price. I literally posted them on our Facebook group, and we have, you know, we like I said, we have like 60 people in our group. It's not like we have a thousand people. They both sold within, I would say, 30 minutes. Yeah, there's always somebody looking for something. You know yeah, what I mean? And yeah. that that's the cool thing. And like you said, you you never know what somebody else's parameters 
are on their collection and what they like and what they're looking for. So, you know, that's the cool thing, you know, and we're going through, and like you said, we're, we're doing a huge, huge figure purge um, because we're kind of the same way. We're kind of just like um, narrowing down what we want and like figuring out like what those parameters are because with, with the amount of figures that come out now and like all the different chases and variations, like there's no way to keep up. I mean, this is what happened to me with, with pop figures, you know, like I used to, collect i mean i've been collecting pops for years before it became like a huge 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 thing that it is now and i mean i can't imagine if i was still out there like trying to keep up with all the all the new pops that came out you know it's just like that that overwhelming feeling and so i think you know there's no wrong way to collect you can collect however you want moc loose <laughs> loose is better but um, oh, I I? yeah no um but for real and you know th- th- like you said if you want to have just certain collections or just a certain superstar or just a certain legend or whatever um there's no wrong way to do it and if you just want to have a freaking hodgepodge of a bunch of shit that you just like because you like it you yeah, know i mean yeah, you, you don't have to, to have you. an ex- yeah, you don't have to have an explanation for any any of it, yep. but um, it is really cool, like you know, just to see how different people collect. And um, I love seeing all of our um, you know Patreons in the Facebook group, like all their figure setups and stuff, and see how they do it um, a little bit differently. So yeah, um, stay tuned because, like I said, if you if you're listening to this and you're in our Facebook group, uh, Seth and I will be posting. He's he's pretty much handling all of the figure sale. Thank God, because. I don't even, I can't keep up with all that. It's a lot of work, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, so he's he's going through and posting all that stuff. And uh, you can, you know, like I said, you can join our Patreon group uh, for a dollar a month and it gets you in there and you get first dibs at uh, all the awesome figures that we have coming out. So good stuff. Very nice. Um, let's check out, uh, that's everything I bought this week. So I have a, oh, couple, cool. I have a couple other things coming. Uh, a couple purchases from some good brothers that we'll talk about next week. But uh, let me let me hear what you got before we get to uh, the MVP. So we had some good stuff this week. Um, we actually just got the Survivor Series Don Morocco. Um, looks super awesome. I mean, they just freaking nailed the tie-dye on him. Like, I, I, it, it boggles my mind still to this day that they, like, botched up the dude love with the yeah. tribal shirt. And they, like, nailed the Don Morocco tie-dye like i'm like looks good in person oh yeah it's like it's cloth goods it looks so good like if they would have put that shirt like on dude it would have been mage you know um and there wouldn't have been the dude gate that there was (laughs) you know um so yeah we got that figure we also got basic uh 101 sarah logan so we definitely got to get live because now we we got the whole riot squad you know what i mean so we got we got to have we got to have the whole riot squad and that's sarah logan i was gonna say that looks damn good. good yeah Looks really yeah, good. she looks she looks so good. Um, I love it. We also got basic 101 Rhonda, um, and then we got the basic 95 Chase Sonya Deville in the black gear. Um, and I, we've even considered this is going to sound crazy, getting the elite Sonya and then just putting the robe on that Sonya Deville the Chase basic because it looks so good, you know, and then yeah. selling the body of the <laughs> of the elite. <laughs> Sonya, you know, because we only really need one Sonya Deville in the in the collection, but I really like that basic ninety five, like you know the head scan and all and all of that. So, yeah. And then, um, as far as let me try to think, did we get anything else? That was that was pretty much it for this week for for things that we got. Well, who, who knows what's coming? So he, the heel husband likes to do some, um, you know, buying and trading and all of that. I think he's got a doll figure coming in the mail. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys uh, display your basics with your elites, like intermingled? 
Uh huh. Yeah. The only basics that we get are women okay. or they're, or they're like, um, cause you know, I mean, a lot of the women are probably never, ever going to have elites and they have, you know, they have pretty similar articulation to the elites yeah. just because, you know, um, I mean, they were a lot better back in the day, but, um, I'm, I'm I was kind of pissed off when they changed the body styles of the basic women. But, um, yeah, we, we display all of our basic women and then we'll get like the basics, like that come in like the suits and stuff like that. So like the Ric Flair, triple H or a Vince McMahon or something like that, that comes in a, a suit, like a authority figure or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, we will get the, uh, the basic figure of that just to round out the collection for like ICW and, you know, things like that. But yeah, we, we don't typically buy basics, um, unless they're, unless they're chicks. Very nice. Cool. All right. Uh, how about you, Marco? What'd you pick up this week? Um, didn't really pick anything up uh, per se. Um, did some pre-ordering on a uh, ringside, so pre-ordered the Finn Balor, uh, AJ Styles uh, battle pack, which I think looks pretty cool. That might stay MOC because of the pose that they're doing in the box, which is is pretty. Oh cool. yeah, I love that. Yeah, it looks that really is good. Cool, yeah. But I, I, but I suppose you could take them out of the box and do the same pose. So no. either or, <laughs> it might be and, and many other poses. That's another. That's the beautiful thing is you could do that pose and lots of other poses. What a politician could, that yeah, Mark is. I could do a is. double. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a double too sweet with them. There you go. Just change the hands out. Do a double like there, like high five and double high five in there. Um, but yeah, just um, I know we're gonna talk about this after, but. Uh, pre-ordered a couple of the um, the seventy-two. So uh, Becky Lynch, I believe I did not all of them. So uh, Velveteen, Becky Lynch, and Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, the I know people are freaking out about the Velveteen. It's if you've watched his uh, video when he did his first figure, he he specifically said he's only going to put things on or wear attire that's used for one thing and that's it and then he puts it away forever so that it technically is like an exclusive figure not to mm-hmm. like get everyone all like crazy about it but you'll never see that attire in ring at all that 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 is a from what he said that is a figure only attire that you will see you won't see it anywhere else so huh. he's not going to wear that in, performing anywhere that's that's what he said he likes to retire things after he wears them so you'll never see them again um just a little tidbit on that um but other than that, as far as the fig hunting goes, yeah, um, negative on that. Uh, so I had a um, similar story, a jump in the uh, target numbers there. So went there during my lunchtime. It was just the numbers were still there; they didn't move at all, um, which I figured because usually they don't move too fast on those types of things. I go there and I talk to the um, person that was in the that was working the toy area, and I'm like, hey, you know. Uh, do you have this figure in stock? She said, oh, let me look. She gave you the, you know, let's look over there, see what it is. Then the whole, hey, they have the same number, so, you know, they might be in the same box um, type of thing. And then she um, remembered earlier in the morning that she actually had a guy come in and ask for the for the same figures, and there was a box full of them. Like, it was it was a box set. Ended up buying the whole box. So that, <laughs> oh. so that kind of... Uh, Kind of went back on what you said about people buying the whole box. Yeah, they. I mean, that's a pro, probably supposed to, you know, not let that happen, but it it happened. So the the guy that was there earlier purchased the whole box. Um, so I, after that, I checked again. Numbers went down. So um, I'm assuming there's 
not in that area. So my search continues. But I did um, have a, a uh, person check the back just in case, you know, check like the, you know, whole area just to see. And um, I almost pulled a, uh, a heel husband move because someone was holding the network spotlight Oscar in Jinder Mahal <laughs> things. And I, he, he actually showed them to me. He goes, hey, are these yours? And there's a little sticky note attached to them. And I couldn't really make out the name or anything oh, like that. So my I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to jump the gun and go, oh, yeah, those are mine. And if he said, hey, what's the name on it? I wouldn't have no clue what the name was. So I just, I, I seen them in person. I was like, oh, they have them. Should I go for it? And I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I struck out. I can't have someone else strike, strike out. I'm not, I'm not that type of bad karma. That's how the earth works. You do good things. Good things come back to you. So um, whoever that is that held those are, they're going to have a fun time with those. But other than that, I struck out on my, uh, my fig, fig hunting. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, the heel husband, it was like, a, it was a story from a long time ago. We went to Toys R Us and um, picked up two, we were looking for the defining moments, macho man. And there were two of them on hold and I saw them under the counter and I was too chicken to like, actually like ask, I asked the lady, you know, are these on hold for somebody? And she said, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? Like, is there any way I can buy them? She said, no. Um, and so the heel husband went there in the afternoon and pretended to be that person and got the figures. <laughs> and because let me tell you, Hawaii, Hawaii is notorious for, um, like people like, just like, like you said, buying whole cases, everybody being connected, like everybody's, you know, somebody's brother, uncle works at Toys R Us or, or TJ or TJ Maxx Target. Um, and so they know when all this stuff comes in and they buy it because literally you would go months and months and months and months with no new figures on the shelves. So, um, but we did keep the good figure karma on our, on our side because, you know, he did get the, that defining moments, macho man. However, we did give away the other one, um, you know, free of charge just to keep the just to keep the figure gods in our in our favor for, um, you know, for future hunts. So we gave away to one lucky um, Chick-fil-A mark. But, yeah, you should have just pulled a heel husband like, screw it, <laughs> screw it. If you, you know, I, I, I say every man for themselves out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm with you. If if I was in Marco's situation, I'm 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 a dirtbag. I'm not as nice as Marco is, so uh, <laughs> I would have definitely taken those figures and and, and skipped. I would have literally skipped to the register like a little girl. Yeah, uh, good vibes only. Good vibes over here. Let's let's uh let's keep it peaceful and hopefully yeah. it will come back to me tenfold. Maybe see, I'll get I'm, a problem. I'm, I'm so. like, see, I'm I'm like Marco. I was I'm too chicken. I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna get in trouble or they're gonna ask me whose name is on this and I'm not gonna know and then I'm gonna be embarrassed. But the heel husband's like he's like Phil. He's like, yeah, screw it. Like <laughs> I am going in, you know? Um and then he went in and uh yeah, it's pretty crazy. Target Target is such hit or miss, man. I mean they're there are employees that work in their toy section, like, listen, they're just not not good you know um we had we we had a situation like that one time there was like you know 20 tito santanas on the on the pegs that had been there for like uh two years and there was a case a brand new case of elites popped up um and they were in the back and literally this asshole named micah micah salt lake target in hawaii sorry if you're listening to this um fuck you micah He was such a douche. He was like, no, um, we have to sell through everything that's on the pegs and we can't just be um, picking figures out of the back, you know, or bringing figures from the back until all of these sell. And I'm like, you realize these are 
all the same figure. So you would probably sell more figures if you put a good variety out here, you know? And I mean, I worked retail. Like I always say like, be nice, be kind, respect, respect retail workers because they take a lot of shit all the time. Like I was a retail manager. I freaking know. Um, so most of the time I'm pretty kind, but like, dude, you're not the gatekeeper for target. Like, you know what I mean? Like your paycheck is not affected by what I buy in the store, right? Like if there's merchandise in the back that I want to fucking buy, bring it out and let me spend my money on it. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. I don't understand the, you know, just pick your battles, dude. Like just bring it out and the person's gone. Then you go back to whatever you're doing. Like it doesn't have any bearing on his job or what, you know, to go back there target has freaking merchandise pickers he just had to get on his little fucking radio and radio back to the people in the stock room and say hey can you bring out this box here's the SKU number and they bring it out micah didn't even have to move his ass from the freaking toy aisle where he was standing do you know what i mean so i hate micah i hate this guy already Micah. It's a horrible name. Yeah, we took we took a uh, we took a heel turn on uh, on Hawaiian Micah. Micah. Um, <laughs> Micah, isn't that like a mineral? It's not even a name. It's like a. It's like you a know. countertop, right? Micah for yeah, Micah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. damn you, Micah! You get. Uh, I'm having like P- figure figure hunting PTSD over here. Um, but so that's everything you copped, Marco. Yeah, that's it for uh, for this week. Nothing uh, nothing too crazy. Like I said, failed attempts at uh, Target, but um, the, the hunt the, continues. You're the only, yeah, you're not the only one. Lots of people have been striking out at Target, but I have faith we'll all get our hands on. I got on. you, dude. If um, I, anything yeah. I see is going to go to the culture, going to go to the people, going to go to the going to go to the Foley family. For oh, sure, thank you. for sure. We did see um, Ringside put out uh, MOC and prototype images of Elite Seventy Two, um, which. You know, Marco alluded to. So we got the dream. We got Batista. We got Becky Lynch. We got another, a freaking another Rey Mysterio. Like, surprise, surprise. We also got first time in line Buddy Murphy and Roderick Strong. So um, out of this set, I think I'm probably, I don't know. I'm probably only going to cop Roddy and uh, Buddy, you know, because I feel like, like I said, we're being a little bit more judicious with our with our figure selections nowadays. But I feel like those are the two that I need to round out the collection for sure. Nice, more stuff for giveaways, more uh, stuff for uh, for the Foley family. And yeah, we got to thank Ringside Collectibles. They sponsor our Go Figure segment. You can use code Chick Foley for ten percent off. Uh, like you said, uh, Elite 72 is available for pre-order now, but uh, they have a great sale going on this whole week for Hell in a Cell. And uh, if you need figure defenders, some plastic cases to put around your retros, your defining moments, or any of your old figures, do them there. If you're a loose collector, no problem. They have little plastic stands you can put them up with. So, uh, uh, yep, and nothing, everything in nothing between. Like, uh, nothing like a double plastic prison for your, uh, for your figures. <laughs> you, if you want to make sure they're in, like, you know, the... <gasps> <laughs> yeah, the height height security. You want to make sure they're in like max maximum security prison. By God, get yourself a figure defender case. Yeah. Those figure defender cases are actually really nice, though. Like real talk. Um, I, Ringside sent some over, even though we're um, you know, uh, loose collectors. I was like, you know what? These are kind of nice. Oh man, you don't have to, you're teasing me. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to worry about your uh, you know, your figures getting all your boxes getting all effed up. So. I just wish they had defenders for the figure defenders because sometimes the figure defenders get messed up. So if you had another, like a bigger plastic thing 
over top of that, it would be nice. No, I hate when I hate when my four dollar piece of plastic gets fucked up. That's the worst. That is the worst. Uh, Like I said, Elite Seventy Two pictures have been revealed. People are not too happy with these figures. Um, I, I, I think it's just. I don't think it's so much the figures. I think it's just kind of like a. A weaker set, you know what I mean? Like I feel like there's just nothing that is like super exciting about about this um, this set of figures. Nothing that's gonna make you go like, holy shit, holy shit, you know? Yeah, Becky's doing like the uh, the Mick Jagger like uh, kissy pucker lips face, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of kind of a little bit weird. Uh, people have complained about uh, Buddy Ro- Buddy Murphy's uh, beard, beard situation. His head's a little small. Um, Marco mentioned it the uh, the outfit that Velveteen Dream is wearing that people are complaining about that. Uh, you know, people on the internet like to complain about stuff. Uh, the Batista one is just like he has the, he has the douche sunglasses and the douche like Kangol hat, which is which is great for but like. It's, but it's like, very yeah. Batista. Yeah, it is you very know, Batista. It is, it yeah, is like it is like the uh, perfect personification of yep. like uh, you know of Batista. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's exactly what he wears you know like it's it's spot on i actually really like the redesign of have you seen the new packaging where it has in the bottom right hand corner has the uh the wrestler's name instead of at the top on the tag uh in like yeah, a, in like good. a white yeah i'm kind of yeah. bummed that they went away with like the the straight like 90 degree angle packaging and went back to kind of like the uh the angled packaging just because I know. just give me a just give me a rectangle people like yeah, what's so just, hard just change the colors but you know just just keep the shape of it the same so it doesn't look like i have ocd when i have like a shelf right now that has like the nxt packaging the old packaging the the boxy packaging like, i don't know on. how you guys moc it would drive me freaking bananas especially like those entrance greats figures that literally don't fit anywhere like they have like the most obscure packaging oh, yeah, I don't collect of, that. Of any um yeah. of any figures that there are, uh yeah that that would that would drive me freaking bananas because at least the other ones you can line them up and you can look at the spines of the boxes if you if you have them displayed that way you know with the photos and stuff and they still look a little bit uniform but oh my god yeah it would it would drive me freaking nuts as much as they change change the packaging on um on elite figures. Talked about Elite 72. Uh, Somebody just tweeted me that the uh, Ghostbusters figures, and I don't know how long this will last whenever you listen to this, but the Ghostbuster figures are are live on Walmart.com. You can buy them. Yeah, two-day delivery, free pickup in store. So, uh, you know, if you want to cop any of those guys, make sure you do it at Walmart.com. You get free shipping to store. If you don't, just go there, pick it up. It's super easy if you've never done that before. Um, the Survivor Series elites are were hitting. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, mm-hmm. you, you talked about getting that Don Morocco. Uh, I don't know if if that was a, a one and done thing at Walmart or what, but uh, people were finding it. I don't know if they weren't in stores, but I think people were you know they were popping up randomly on the web on the Walmart.com website. And yeah. people were just having them shipped there. But yeah, I think I'm pretty sure they had like a November launch date which would make sense obviously right like survivor series comes out during like around survivor series but i think it was just yeah i think there may have been a glitch or walmart just said screw it and like put some up on online um but yeah i think that's where this this first run of figures came from was was the dot com so nice what uh what giveaway are we doing for this week do we did we announce that yet yeah this week we have um an elite 
67 uh, Jeff Hardy figure. So pretty freaking mage figure. Um, and we got a little bit of trivia for you guys. I mean, my DMs were blowing up like we talked about at the top of the show. Um for the uh, for the Adam Cole giveaway, and I was super excited to get to like you know chat with all you guys. Even even if you didn't win, it was cool. Like everybody was like, I hope I win, you know. But if I don't, like no big deal. Um, but I do have some Jeff Hardy trivia for all you marks out there. So to win the Elite sixty seven Jeff Hardy figure, you just have to be the first person to slide into my DMs and answer this question: Who did Jeff Hardy face in his first WWF match? So who did Jeff Hardy face in his first WWF match? The first person to DM Chick Foley wins the Elite 67 Jeff Hardy. Easy peasy. Yes, do not DM me. Do not send me any messages. Yeah. Uh, send yeah. them to Chick Foley on Instagram, please. Yeah, it does not matter if you were up before Zach Egoff. If you hit him up in the Twitter, then it doesn't count. So hit me up at Chick Foley on Instagram in the in the DMs. Message me. Um, don't comment because, you know, stuff gets lost. So make sure you send me a DM. They're all time stamped. So I, w- I do know who sends the first one um, and things like that. So anyway, good luck and may the odds be ever in your favor. I did want to touch on since we've um, already kind of went over figure news and stuff. We got some podcast news. WWE is launching its own podcast network. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. I don't know uh, what shows they're going to have on there. They haven't announced anything yet, obviously. But uh, that, I mean, it makes sense. They're a little late to the game here, but I think it's smart with all the success Conrad Thompson has had with all his 5,000 podcasts and, and all the other, you know, there's so many wrestling podcasts out there. Like, I'm trying to think of some independent ones that they can go out and grab. Obviously, Stone Cold would be a would be an easy one. Uh, I know that uh, X-Pac does one as well. What uh, what other podcasts besides the Conrad Thompson ones would be a good fit for them? Well, I mean, obviously Figure the obvious out. answer. Uh, I yeah, they definitely need a you know to have. I think the Major Brothers are are a shoe in for for the podcast network. Obviously, um, and there was the you know Edge and Christian podcast that I thought would definitely be a uh, a shoe in. You know, the ENC's Pod of Awesomeness. However. Edge recently uh, revealed that he's no longer going to be able to do the weekly podcast with Christian. I guess with Beth Phoenix taking on extra work for NXT and all of that, like, you know, it's just a huge commitment. And, you know, um, he's going to stay home, stay home with the kids. But, you know, the crazy thing is, is like, you know, I think a lot of times, like, if you're not, if, if you're not a podcaster, you know, and I, I use that term loosely because, you know, we're, we're a year into this. We've, we've put out roughly, you know, for, what is this, episode 45. Um, Phil's done a ton of podcasts before this with, you know, his NFL podcasts and stuff. Um, but it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's, it's to watch the content and to get on here and schedule every week a time to sit down and, you know, do it. It's definitely a commitment, you know, and I think it just shows like Christian or edge having to step down, you know, and really take on more of a family role. I mean, they got kids, you know, he's got a wife, he's got a, a house he's got to take care of. I think it really shows you, you know, if you don't do this and you're not sitting behind the mic every single week, trying to like, you know, put together a weekly, a weekly show for people and weekly content for people. Plus like pumping out content for like social media and stuff. Like there's a lot of work and stuff that goes on, goes into this, you know, and a lot of dedication. So, um, I can't blame him at all for, 
for stepping down, you know, if, if he feels like it's going to be best for, for his family and stuff, you know? How do you feel, Phil? No, 100%. I mean, I don't know how much work she's doing outside of just the weekly TV show, but I'm sure it's there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes into it more than just the two hours of TV time. Uh, you know, it's cool to see, uh, you know, a, a man taking a back seat and, you know, just being able to be home. And, and I would do that 100% if my wife got some – you know, high paying job. And, you know, she, you know, I was needed to stay home. Like I have, you know, no qualms about that at all. It's 2019, man. We got enough money to live and I can stay at home and, and take care of the kid, take him to Chuck E. Cheese and put him <laughs> down for a nap. And then, you know, clean up around the house. I'd be happy to do that. I mean, I'll make dinner. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Uh, I have no shame, but, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. I, I think they've, they've been doing that podcast for a long time. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah. There was rumors it's about. Been on a while. Yeah, it's been on a while. There's rumors about Edge possibly going on to uh, do co-host the FS1 show with Renee Young, uh, but uh, there was rumors this week that CM Punk was at Fox uh, headquarters interviewing or or maybe getting a spot on that show. I, it's crazy that I, that in 2019 the you know the chance of CM Punk coming back to the WWE is even a, a thought, you know. I know. I, I'm still of the thought that like, I'm just going to have to see it to believe it. You know what I mean? I, I, I cannot buy into the hype because it's just like, it's happened so many times and wrestling fans just will not let it go. Like, I mean, you still hear in 2019, like CM Punk chants, you know what I mean? So it's just like, I feel like every, all, all the smarks out there in the world are like always hoping that, you know, CM Punk is going to make his return. And there's always some sort of like, um, you know, uh, conspiracy theory about how he's going to make his return and everything. So, um, if it happens, I'm cool. I'm down with that. You know, I think CM Punk would be, would be a good person to have, you know, offer insight and things like that. But I feel like it would be something that he can't just get on there and like self promote, you know, I feel like he has to get on there and like actually take it seriously and actually like do a good job, um, and do what they say. And I don't know, if he's down for that, you know what I mean? Like being, being contained to having to do, um, as the company says, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely an interesting situation. So we'll see how that all plays out. Um, ringside fest coming up for our friends at ringside collectibles. They're going to have Sasha Banks, Seth Rollins, Jeff Hardy, Ricochet there. That'll be November 3rd in New York city. I'm sure we'll get a lot of new reveals of stuff coming up. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I always like to follow along when Ringside Fest is going on and seeing what what all is happening out there. So um, I won't be going. So if any of you marks out there that listen to the show are going, please, you know, make sure you take lots of pictures and let us know what's going on. Give us the inside scoop while you're there. Yeah, if somebody is going, maybe we can talk to Ringside about getting some press passes for somebody or you know, <laughs> yeah, sponsor the some, show. You know, sure. give me some, give me some press passes, man. Yeah, we just want to get in, for, you know, get in for free. You know, give us a corn dog or something. You know, to munch on while walking around and. Uh, yeah, you know. I'll buy I'll buy a badass camera. I'll go take some all kinds of photos and doctor them up real good. Yeah. And you know, we'll bring our we'll bring, we'll bring our saxophone. We'll play some sax while we're walking around. Oh yeah, I will entertain all of the marks at uh, at the ringside fest with my my sweet sax skills. <laughs> be sure to be sure to enunciate that word. I know. <laughs> I, I, I had to make sure. I was like, sax. make sure the a the a. I have a country accent, so I had to make sure that the a was very enunciated. Uh, <laughs> a sweet saxophone skill. Oh man, I smell another T-shirt uh, design coming on with this. Sax. <laughs> oh, oh my god, Chick Fil A sax sessions. 
Yes. Uh, with you and I playing playing our awesome saxophones. Yeah. I can't believe that yeah. uh, tenor. you tenor sax. Yeah. 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 What are the odds? I know there was not too many. I remember like when I, I man, I was telling my mom this the other day. She used to send me like I was not very good, but she would send me or like I was the only tenor sax at our school. I don't know if there was a ton around. So like there was like forty private schools where in the summertime it was like. A, like every Friday you'd have to, your parents would drop you off. And it was like the best of the best from all the bands from like all the schools. And I was, I used to get like, like super nauseous, like nervousness about going to this thing. Cause like the, the, you know, there's like 300 kids. Whereas like my normal school, the band was like 10 kids and there's like right. th- a 300 person orchestra. It's like, sounds amazing. And they would just like, while everyone's playing, they would stop the song in the middle of the song and call on one person to stand up and play it. And like, they would criticize them and like, Oh my God, this is like the fucking worst. I oh don't even want to be here. I hate doing this. Like, Oh God. So, yeah, uh, there's no way that that is definitely some uh, 90s, 2000s, um, you know, school school activity stuff. They would not do that in 2019. They would no, be like, everybody get you a know ribbon. what? That that could really that could really damage their self esteem and damage their feelings. So we don't want to we want to make sure that everybody feels the same and feels equal. And you know, we don't want anyone to feel like they're not the best sax player on in the band. You know. Yeah. True. Yeah, it's times have definitely changed for sure. Um, I have I have one question though. Can either who plays Careless Whisper better, or can either one of you play Careless Whisper? Careless Whisper. I don't. I don't. I don't and think I. I don't, that's definitely not in my repertoire. Um, I can play uh, "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. Okay. Oh, there you, you go. Wanna, yeah, if you want to. On hear a tenor that. sax. Wow. Listen, you can play anything on a tenor sax. Like what, what? It's as it's as good as an alto sax. Okay, it's just, just no. It's bigger. just more deeper. It's just like a deeper sound. So like, yeah, I don't know. got got, yeah. got a little got a little bass action. You know what I mean? Um, if you really want to get fancy, I, I never knew anybody that played the the soprano sax. I think that thing even looked weird. You know what Baritone, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that was huge. Yeah, no, the soprano sax is like a little one. That's what. Um, oh, isn't I'm thinking that what, of, there was something bigger than a tenor sax. Yeah, think. isn't that what Kenny G played? Is the yeah, soprano the, yeah, right? the little one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he can sax it up with whatever the hell yeah, he wants. Yeah, he's great. Like, he's great at sax. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the Michael Jordan of sax. Yeah, sax exactly. Collecting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a sax machine for sure. He's such a sax machine. Uh, oh, that's the title of the episode. Kenny, Kenny, what's his name? What's his name? Kenny G. Kenny G's a sax machine. Kenny G is a sax machine. All right. Saxomania going on right now. Yes. Let's get into our uh, random merch of the week. You have something that uh, if I had the money, I would definitely jump on. Uh, tell us about it, Sheena. Yeah. Um, this is uh, some random merch. And it was, it's actually pretty funny because on uh, on the good old Instagrams, we just posted a picture from this match talking about gold dust like losing streak at uh, at WrestleMania and then all of a sudden we were looking for some random merch and this pops up and I'm like wow like that's pretty like serendipitous that this showed up so it is um gold dust WrestleMania 12 ring gear from when he fought Roddy Piper um it is signed and it's still got it's got the rips and everything from where Piper like ripped it off of him to like reveal the lingerie um and it is let's see it was given to Roddy Piper's son after the match so I don't know oh, wow. I don't think 
Yeah, I don't think this is Piper's son's eBay account that is selling this, but um, there is a certificate of, of authenticity, you know, and it says the item description, suit worn by gold dust and ripped off by Roddy at WrestleMania 12 during the backlot brawl was given to Roddy's son Colt following the match, and it's obviously signed and everything. This will set you back a nice $5,000, and you only got to pay $9.99 shipping uh, <laughs> after yeah, that's a back. Yeah, not bad. Um, you think with with a five thousand dollar item, you could give some, give give a bitch for shipping. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, or you can make a best offer. Was it you or was it Marco that said you had a friend that like this was like one of their favorite matches? Marco, Marco. Yeah, he said that he if he had a five k, he would definitely be buying this. Buying oh yeah, this definitely. Piece of merch. Oh yeah, he uh, he. That's like one of his favorite matches of all time. That uh that brawl that they had and i'm pretty sure if he ever hit the lottery or got 5k he would definitely drop that on that and actually probably wear it too which is pretty <laughs> disturbing but <laughs> well you you need to make sure to send him send him the link obviously i'll post a picture of it on on instagram after the after we finish recording here but it is pretty cool i mean gold dust like let's be real he did have some pretty mage ring gear um but it is cool just like that you know, it's got all the rips and everything. I mean, it is like a legit piece of like, you know, wrestling history, which is kind of cool. So $5,000 though, uh, a little too rich for my blood for a piece of gold dust merch, but you know, to each their own, like we said, there's something out there for everyone. For sure. That was a cool match too. That was, I remember like on that WrestleMania, that was probably the most memorable match on that card. Um, that was like the the beginning or like the, you know, the end of the new generation era kind of going into the attitude era. So, yeah. Yeah, cool um, stuff. There was Brett. Um, Brett lost to Sean in the Iron Man match. Like, how are you gonna say that? Uh, the. Uh, well, I mean, and then, like the best match, but like most, like it was just like so like outlandish. Like they had like the uh, they were outside like hitting each other with cars, and they like, got like a like a got on the highway and pretended like, you know, I think Roddy Piper like broke his arm or broke his hand in that match, like smashing through the glass. So that wasn't the best, True. best match on the card, but you know, it was True, but I just, had, I just had to be clear. I was like, yeah, wait a minute. No, like yeah. there was a 60 minute Iron Man match yeah. on this. More than that. It, did, it lasted more than 60 minutes. Cause they had, they had to go to overtime. Well, yeah, it was, yeah. they had the, yeah, they had the overtime. So yeah, it was like, uh, like an hour long, um, match on this card but yeah definitely memorable wise and like outlandish wise yeah piper gold dust for sure with marlena the whole the whole the whole deal but um sean versus brett is definitely when when somebody says wrestlemania 12 like that's like that's the first thing you like, think of yeah yeah that's one of the first things that that comes yeah. to comes to mind um and speaking of retro wrestling i'm going to take us right into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week uh this segment is sponsored by pro wrestling tees so make sure you check out prowrestlingtees.com check out all of our awesome chick fil merch over there and if you purchase a t-shirt make sure to tag us on instagram and twitter um, post a picture and we will get you retweeted give you a shout out because we love seeing people rock our merch especially we get some really awesome followers who rock our merch at like shows and cons and stuff like meeting people and it's really cool to like see our show logo like standing beside like Bret Hart you know like I'm like whoa this is like the coolest day ever um so yeah definitely check out our stuff just go to prowrestlingtees.com and type in Chick Foley in the search bar and all of our stuff will come up there but 
that is not our retro wrestling recommendation. Our retro wrestling recommendation is a little bit hardcore. We were talking about kind of being desensitized and, you know, um, needing more out like crazy spots in matches. So if you want to desensitize yourself a little bit, go back and watch Cactus Jack versus Vader. It was a Texas death match at Halloween Havoc 1993. And since it's, since it's the very first day of October, I mean, I felt it was only appropriate to pick a Halloween Havoc match. And guys, this match is like, I mean, these are like two of the, the most brutal, the most brutal guys in the biz. You know what I mean? Like they are hard hitters, big dudes take hard bumps and they just beat the living dog crap out of each other. And a Texas death match for those of you who don't know is, um, you have to be pinned. You have to pin your opponent, but not only do you have to pin your opponent, you have there, they have to be out for a 10 count. So after you pin them one, two, three, yeah, they have to remain unconscious for a 10 count after, um, after the pin. And so you pretty much have to annihilate, your opponent uh, for, to win the Texas death match. And they, that, they did just that. So it's from Halloween Havoc 1993, Cactus Jack versus Vader. There's one very notorious bump where Vader, um, Cactus Jack is on Vader's back and he does like a back bump on to the ramp. And I'm pretty sure it like broke Mick Foley's like whole body. <laughs> yeah, it was a, cr- I mean, I don't know how he got up from that. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. He took some sick bumps in that match and, uh, over the course of his career, I mean, this is one of the. I mean, everyone talks about the uh, on the cell match and all that stuff, and some of the crazy stuff he's done. But uh, this match in particular is uh, one of the most brutal. So yeah, definitely go back and watch that. I love. You know, I really wish, even if they call the Saudi call the shit. I think the Saudi show is on Halloween. Just call it Halloween Havoc. Like yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I guess I don't know. Do does the Saudi do they celebrate Halloween? Is that something they do? No, I don't know. No, true. Um, yeah. So they would be like, "What the hell? Yeah. Why do you why are you bringing Halloween over here?" Um, I, think, I think October thirty first is uh, cut a hand off day in uh, wherever they are. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. You just cut, uh, you just cut someone's hand off that looks like oh, your wife. Cut off. a hand. Oh yeah. my god! So they cut they cut people's hands off down there. <laughs> Over there, over there, wherever it is. Speaking, you know. speaking, speaking of hardcore, Phil. Uh, no, but yeah, some of the some of the uh, chair shots in this. Like, if you think the the uh, Sean Spears Cody Rhodes chair shot is uh, is brutal, you got to see freaking Mick Foley take some of these chair shots from Vader because I mean, any any mortal human being, it would have just knocked your head right off your shoulders. You know, like it would have just killed you. Vader is one of the scariest people. Like I was scared of him as a kid, and still to this day, you know, I respect his talent. He's you know super agile, big guy. But like of all oh, the, yeah. all the wrestlers that have come across, I mean, him and Brock Lesnar are up there as like two dudes. Like if I saw them, you know, in public, I would probably cross the street because they're. Scary oh, shit. absolutely! Yeah, you know, uh, he'll husband. Uh, he always talks about when he was younger being scared of the undertaker, you know, and just kind of like how terrifying, like the early days of the undertaker was when he was like legit, just like, you were like, is this guy really dead? Like, I'm not even really sure. Um, and how spooky and scary he was, but like, yeah, for me, a guy like Vader, like to me, that's scary. Just a machine that will just like kill you. And like, could like literally pinch your head, like a grape, like the mountain and just like 
you know, make your brains splatter all over the, yeah. the sidewalk. You know what I mean? Like that's the yeah. kind of, that's the kind of force that Vader, that Vader was. And not only was he just a big guy, like he was, like you said, athletic and agile. So he would get you with his aerial attack too, which you wouldn't think from like, you know, a big 300 plus pound man, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to touch on some Halloween stuff before we get out of here. Uh, we talked. I, I put a poll on the Twitter account today uh, about worst Halloween candy ever, and uh, most people voted for black licorice. I wanted to get everybody's take. Let's start with Marco. What's what's your least when you were a kid? Your least favorite Halloween candy that you got? Um, I know Sheen is probably gonna hate this, but candy corn yeah. is uh, pretty gross. I, I just I I never got candy corn at all i feel like that's i feel like they still use the same candy corn that they've used like for 30 years and it's never been reproduced it's just been the same stuff over and over again <laughs> <laughs> like it never gets out of date at all it doesn't go bad um, yeah yeah no it's, i don't i don't i just don't get it at all it's, i literally would like rather just like take a street cone and eat it <laughs> it's literally the same thing <laughs> it's candy corn. Um, that's what that's that's my thoughts on on oh, candy corn. It's just yuck. Oh, yeah. it's, gross. I, it's not something that I crave all the time, but like I like something about this season just makes me want like a big handful of like those candy Ugh. pumpkins or like the candy corn. Like I, I feel like I could just sit and watch a movie and like eat candy corn. And as a matter of fact. I, I'm ashamed to admit this. I wasn't even going to admit this to anyone other than the heel husband who saw me oh, eating it. <laughs> I think it was, it was definitely a pregnancy purchase, but, um, this, uh, there was this kettle corn and it was at the grocery store and it was candy corn flavored kettle corn, uh, by wow. boom, by boom, chicka pop. And I crushed that bag. of candy. It was so, <laughs> it was so damn good. Um, and I, cause I, cause listen, I picked up the candy corn and I was like, no, Sheena, like Don't you're carrying, yeah. you're carrying another human. Like you, you have the responsibility of another human. Like, life inside of you like you have to be respectful of that so don't sit here and eat a whole bag of candy corn because like i'm sure stella would not appreciate candy corn i don't want to force that upon her but candy corn flavored kettle corn now like that's a that's that's a you know step up right because yeah, that's popcorn is natural i mean that's a that's a vegetable corn's <laughs> a vegetable so corn is totally Thanks. a vegetable yeah. i didn't i didn't yeah. know stella was a decided on name did that slip out or did you already announce that yeah, we announced it a while back, oh, but it was okay. on. We didn't announce it on Chick Foley. I announced it on my my at Sheena Phelps account. Oh, okay. So uh, that yeah, those things it would kind of just slip by. Uh, but yeah, Stella Stella Phelps is the uh, the new women's champion. I was hoping so, for Moolah. I like that. I did like I did, you know Moolah was in contention for, wow, for the really? baby. Seriously. <laughs> No, I was gonna say, just, just like it would be cool when she got older, but like can't have like a teenager named Moolah. She'd have to. Be. Yeah, we were we were thinking about uh, Diana. Isn't that Bret Hart's sister's name? We'll be like, yeah, yeah. Diana. Uh, if it was a boy, we was go. We were gonna go with Owen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's too creepy. Like we talked about before, we got you got you got you have a step removed from like you know we we already have a Brett. We can't have a Brett and an Owen. Yeah, and they a, would fight all the time. Kick, yeah. One would kick through the oh, leg yeah. out of the other one's leg, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. 
So what's your least favorite Halloween candy? Phil? So this is what I put on the poll. I put black licorice, which got 60% of the votes. Got like over 300. The total was the 300 votes, and it was black licorice got 60%. NECA wafers was 10%. Smarties, 4%. Circus peanuts. Who hands this shit out? Who gives this stuff? To, like, oh, do you, plenty like, of people. Was... My kids still get some of this stuff. Circus, Well, not circus peanuts, but definitely Smarties. Smarties are the worst. They're just... Don't bad, don't bad talk circus peanuts. My mother-in-law um, listens to this show, and uh-oh. she freaking loves she loves circus peanuts so i can't i can't be uh mrs phelps okay yeah the 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 other mrs phelps loves some uh loves some circus peanuts uh yeah none of these candies uh do anything for me but uh i would say the black the black licorice i I said you couldn't if you handed me a dollar and just said eat a piece of black licorice i would say get out of my face i don't i don't need that dollar i hate black licorice with the passion of a thousand sons, and it sounds like everyone's with me. I was gonna put candy corn on this list, but it, I think people are mostly split. I mean, there's there's probably yeah. you know half the population that really likes it, and there's half that just you know, it's the, yeah, it's, it's a, the trump it's the trump of uh, of candies. It's very polarizing. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no people that are just like casual candy corners. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like you're I'll you're take either one, you know if it's around. Yeah, you're either for it or you're vehemently against candy corn. Yeah. Um, there's no there's no gray area. But um, I mean, you come to the Phelps house trick or treating, and you're gonna get the good stuff. Like you know, I only buy the good candies um, because. Yeah, I'm not going to be that person handing out NECA wafers. Like, what freaking discount candy store did you go to to even right, find NECA yeah. wafers? Like, yeah. I don't even know where you would find that. And, like, those black and orange candies, you remember those? My granny used to always have those. They're, like, peanut butter flavor, I think. They're hard as hell. They'll pull oh, out any, yeah, filling, yeah. any fillings you have in your mouth. Um, yeah, and they're, like, supposed to be festive because they're wrapped in orange and black wax paper. But... For me, I was always pissed off whenever I got dots. Do you guys remember dots? Oh yeah. Like they're, they're like they're like basically like gumdrops. And like when I was in the nineties, I don't know if they were like a thing, but that was like they, they the dots and then those little those little candies that come on the strip. You know what I'm talking about? Like candy they're dots. like it's like yeah, candy dots, yeah. Ca- candy dots yeah so there's like regular dots and then there's freaking candy dots so if you're a dot candy on halloween like get out of my face like i don't want i don't want any part of you you know what i mean um if you're gonna be like a sweet can like a fruity candy it's got to be like a starburst or like even a twizzler you know what i mean i'm okay with a twizzler i'm okay with starburst um but you start getting into those funky like you know Mm-mm. I still understand no. why you would buy like you you got to eat whatever's left over so just buy some good shit and and just hand it out and eat whatever's yeah. left like what are you gonna do with leftover NECA wafers or or circus peanuts like just and still again let's let's remind ourselves we grew up in the glory days of trick or treating so we got to eat the shit that we got. Like we got to go trick or treating all night and make a couple laps around the neighborhood, like a bunch of hoodlums and eat all the candy, you know, but it's 2019. And that's like, I mean, that's very taboo now. Like they're like, so we spend like, I mean, I can't even tell you how much money we spend on candy. Cause the shit's expensive when you buy the good candy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you buy enough for like your whole neighborhood and we had a lot of trick or treaters, but like, then the the parents don't even let the kids have it. Like they like have this thing called the switch witch. Have you ever heard of the switch witch? Like the no. they they you take the kids candy and they put it under their pillow or they put it beside their bed and then you like swap it out for a toy. So like they don't eat the candy, they get the toy instead. Oh my god. Come on. And I'm like I'm like I'm like, well then what like why did you take them out trick or treating? Like why yeah. I just I don't know. I mean, I don't want my kid to have a lot of sugar either. You know, I'm very health conscious and I want the baby face to be healthy and I don't want him just eating shit all the time. 
but gosh dang, like it's Halloween, man. You know what I mean? Like one one night a year, just let them go right? ham. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not gonna kill them. Jesus oh. Christ. I mean, yeah. it's like my my son is like totally. I'm scared of this Halloween because he is obsessed with any kind of sweet. If there's anything in the house, he will find. He knows the drawer where we keep everything in. And he would not trade any amount of, of toys for, like, a, a huge bag of candy. But I also wanted to talk about uh, probably the worst thing I saw on the Internet this week, this website called Lights Camera Pod, which is like a uh, – uh, oh, it's oh, it's, bar, it's Barstool's podcast for, like, a movie podcast. But they tweeted out the favorite movie candy by state. And this is based on social media, Walmart, and Target sales, which doesn't make any sense. But – I don't know if because this is, people don't buy because people don't buy uh, candy yeah. at the theaters anymore because it's like twenty dollars for a yeah, box of yeah. M's. But this this might be like a joke thing because some of these we were reading before the show. I, California's dots, which is like now that I see a picture of it, those are the worst candy. You could chew one of those and would like literally rip your teeth out. It's just like <laughs> so, like like plastic cement. Yeah, uh, but. Um, uh, Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin has Kraft cheese singles as their favorite. I don't know who goes to the movie with just a stack of Kraft cheese singles. And North Dakota has baked beans as their favorite movie candy, like just regular baked beans, not the not the candy. And uh, C- Connecticut has raisins. This is just the worst. Maryland, where I live, has Werther's Originals, which I don't know. No one buys those Ever- under the age of seventy. Yeah, like you got a bunch of seventy-year-olds going to the movies up there, sucking on their Werther's originals, and keep like busting out their bit of honeys yeah. out of their out of their pockets. Bit of honey. It just blows my mind. I mean, listen, I have um, I have snuck some questionable food into theaters. Like I've eaten like Taco Bell and like Chick Fil A <laughs> and like Wawa sandwiches. Like I've I, I've brought it all into the theater, but like I, I the line ends at baked beans. You know what I mean? And I like baked beans, but I'm not going to sit in a theater with no, a bowl or a can or a Tupperware <laughs> container <Yeah>. <laughs> or something of baked beans. Like At I that don't... point, you got to reevaluate your life. If you're if yeah. you're going to the Joker movie this weekend with just like a like a little little pot of like baked beans under your arm, like you know, yeah. maybe, maybe it's time to like reevaluate. You got your things. you got your craft singles in one hand, and your and your meal <laughs> prep your meal prep container of baked beans in the other. Like there, you know what? Like there, th- you need some therapy. You you need you need to see a therapist. I, and I don't say that lightly because let's be honest, there, there's something there's something going on there. You know, what we overlooked the uh, in Massachusetts. Apparently, our favorite candy is the circus peanuts. Do you know what those are? Those like soft. Yeah, we like, just talked about cir- the circus that's, peanuts. That's the, gross. The, yeah, yeah the they're other, bad. They're really the bad. Other, the other Mrs. Phelps loves, but she only likes a certain brand. It's not the Brock's brand. There's a different brand, that, but she only likes those, and they're, like, hard to find. So my father-in-law, like, every once in a while, he'll find a bag and, like, bring them home. And, yeah, she has, like, a, wow. a circus peanut problem. Um, in, like, grandmother's house. I'm pretty sure she has them stashed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. no. I, I, I don't know. I mean, that... I, I don't understand. I don't understand why people eat eat those those types of things, those types of candies. Like I don't even know why those types of candies were invented. I mean, we grew up in the '90s. I guess we kind of like we were at the glory days of like candy, you know, and, and like inventive stuff like fun dips and Dunkaroos and Gushers and fruit roll ups and all those things. Like we had the best junk food 
of all the generations, I feel like. Warheads. Um, We've got warheads on that list. Warheads and crybabies and oh, all, cry all the jawbreakers, all oh, the things. Um, but yeah, some of this shit, I'm like, no. Yeah. No. Next week no. we will do we'll do a, we'll go around the horn on our favorite candies now that we talked about our least favorite candies. Yes. So, yes. Now now I want some candy. Now. I know I'm gonna make sure to have a stash here afterwards because if we talk about my favorite candies and then I get off this pod, um, just like I we talked about chicken and I got off the pod and there was no chicken here, I was really pissed off. <laughs> but I'm gonna make sure that I have some some candy here for post post production meeting. <laughs> All right. Anybody uh, who's listening, we appreciate you. Make sure to follow us on social media. Head over to iTunes. Give us a nice five-star review. Check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Starts at $1 per month if you want to uh, hop in with us and get uh, into our Facebook group and also get our show notes emailed to your email box uh, the day before every episode drops. And uh, check out our T-shirts. Next week, we'll be I will be recapping my time at uh, the Capital One Arena at the AEW show uh, that I'll be wearing my... I don't know if I should wear the John Cena shirt or if I should wear just an, like, an NXT shirt and just pretend like, I th- pretend like I was thinking I was going to NXT the whole time. Like, NXT, shirt would, NXT shirt would be a good, a good heel move for yeah, sure. Yeah, I might do that. Yeah. I couldn't find the Stardust shirt in uh in in the, in the appropriate size I'll, I'll go with that but um uh we'll be recapping uh hell in a cell and we'll get more into some figure news as we get into the uh the holiday season here as we're rapidly approaching hopefully there'll be some new stuff coming out down the pike but uh any other news or notes before we get out of here sheena and marco I don't think so. I think we've I think we've been all over the map today. So I yeah. think it was a nice a nice full full bodied show for you guys. So I hope you enjoyed. Full bodied, yeah. I'm three beers in. This is usually where I cut things off. So thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we appreciate it. Stay classy, Marks. We will talk to you next week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My wife is dead. She uh, died in the field. Naughty, naughty.